Hello, hello, hello. What's up? It's the Demo Team Podcast. My name is Cash Spicer, and this is the only podcast supporting your addiction to Dance Gavin Dance. We're with David, Ryan, and Moses as usual, but we also have the properties of nature with us. Is it the properties of nature or just properties of nature? Oh, it's just properties of nature. Okay. (laughs) Not the properties of nature. Unless y'all want to be the properties of nature. (laughs) I mean, they are are the properties of nature. (laughs) Us as a collective, we're the properties of nature. Yeah. Um, Like, but the go band ahead and introduce properties. yourselves. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, okay. My name's Canyon Malloy. I do the guitar and the music writing. Okay, I'm I'm Josh. I, I do the singing and screaming, and uh, I did bass for the for the first album. But uh, all the next stuff is is the is Thomas boy. He'll he'll introduce himself. Uh, I'm Thomas. Thomas Heath, and I play bass. Yeah. Uh, I'm Gabe, and I play guitar. I'm Cade, and I'm the drummer, so play the drums, you know, as Slick. drummers tend to do. Yeah. Slick, right. bro. Is, that, is this the whole band? Yeah. yeah, we got everybody here. Nine-person awesome. call. Can't this imagine this. That's, the, that's the, the first time we've ever had a full band, I think, on here. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Josh, do you do um both the clean vocals and the screaming? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, well, wow. except except for one part, I say banana nut a couple. Oh, times. <laughs> yeah. He does do that. Actually, on the on the recordings, uh, Drew Owens, his voice is on there a couple times. Uh, okay. In the background, it's just like background harmonies. There's like two or three spots. So pretty. But, though. Yeah. He he did a good job. All right, man. Let's let's get into it. Uh, give us a brief history of the band. Like, how did you guys get together? What were you guys doing before starting the band? Uh, who who wants to take this one? Uh, I think you probably. Yeah. Maybe. All right. All right. Um. So it was just Josh and I in the in the beginning. Like we were just messing around in his house because we were just high school friends. We met in like orchestra and we went like hiking and stuff and. Uh, we both liked playing guitar, so we made like a bunch of dumb music um, and posted it to SoundCloud, which I don't think I'd want people to hear that ever, but I'm sure it'll... <laughs> it's on there. It's, it's, it's on, on there. there. We made dumb music. And then, I, I don't know, we like brought in, like I remember, a, a huge group of people and like just people we didn't like, and we all had them playing instruments. And then one of the days, I texted Kate, and I was like, hey, man, you, you still play drums? And he's like, yeah. So we met up. We played some <laughs> awful music. And then over that summer, we built, like, skeleton songs. Uh, and at that point, Josh was playing bass, doing clean vocals, and then vocal fry, which I'm sure was hell on earth, but it seemed like he enjoyed it. And from there, we got Gabe. Uh, Josh invited him over, and I was told that Gabe was was amazed at our sound. He was blown away, and uh, he wanted to join, or we... We got him to join somehow, and then along the way, Thomas joined, I guess, two years ago, I found out. I thought it was like a couple months ago, but I guess it's been two whole years. Wow. And uh, that that's that's where we are now. It leads up to right now. We got everybody. It's been going right so far. Woo. Uh, okay, so, so Josh, um, how is it taking on both vocal styles? Is there one you like uh, leaning towards more? And, yeah, like, is it hard juggling both? Damn, I mean, so, like, the original thing I was supposed to do was, like, bass and screaming, but then we couldn't find a singer, and I couldn't sing at all. Like, 
Uh, well, I, I guess I could. I mean, my voice is okay. I, I'm not a huge oh. fan of it. I still think I'm pretty good. Uh, I used to be off my vocal range that I have now in like the span of like three to six months, just like practicing singing like uh, the swan core music that's that was out there during like 2015, 2016. And I just, uh, I could scream already, but I think I don't sound the same as I used to. I I think I like screaming more than uh, singing for the most part, but singing is a lot uh, easier because screaming uh, makes singing harder. It makes it a lot harder. It uh, makes my voice scratchy. Yeah, I can imagine going back and forth from both styles, like in multiple songs, must be tough. And uh, it's interesting that you lean towards more of the screaming because, dude, like, I, I actually enjoy your singing voice, especially, like, uh, the beginning of You Didn't Start the Fire in My Heart. Like, I dig that a lot. Um, I don't know. Uh, tell us about what you guys were into growing up. Like, what bands were you guys listening to before writing music? And, and like, what bands, like, made you want to start writing music? I'll answer. Well... Oh, I want to answer it. I'll answer it. You can answer it, Gaden. Take, take, take turns, man. Sure. Last <laughs> what I said. So I think one of you guys should take it. No, Canyon. Canyon, you can do it, and then I can go. The point is that I, oh, had zero, I had zero music taste. Like, I didn't care about music at all. And wow. then... Like, I heard a DGD song and was like, oh, that sounds fun. Just make your life harder and play a bunch of rigorous music. <laughs> <laughs> My music taste before then was just all over the place. And now it's about 90% uh, quote-unquote swancore-esque music. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, before, uh, before we, like, did the stuff we do in this band... I didn't even, I, I had heard of Dance Gavin Dance, never listened to them, like, n probably not even one time, maybe, like, heard them once, but, like, up until, like, 2015 or 2016, which the band was a thing before that, um, neither me or Canyon knew of Dance Gavin Dance, uh, but I listened to, like, the heavier side of post-hardcore, like, Outline and Colors, like, a band I liked, uh, Everyone Dies in Utah, uh nice. devil wears prada bands like that like auto-tuned vocals and like screams and like uh chugging like da -da 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 like stuff like that <laughs> that's the kind of stuff i listen to all right and um, uh that or was somebody else gonna answer the, the question uh if you want me to i, I think can answer the question go you for could it, say something I used to play in like a, like a metalcore band or like post hardcore, and so I listened to a lot of like metalcore music, kind of like uh, Dayseeker. I listened to a lot of like pop punk too. I liked Movements and um, fuck Knucklepuck a lot. I was Great like band. super into those bands. But then yeah, after I joined this band, I kind of started listening to more um, post hardcore slash like swancore. Like DGD, Inhale the Sun, and those type of bands. Nice. Do you like the influence towards pop punk and bands of the sort? Um, I do. I, I like a lot of like pop punk like style vocals. So I think that's what I, I really like about this one core kind of style. 
and like the kind of like funky vibes and feels that you can get with the rhythms and stuff. For sure. Um, yeah, tell us where you guys are from. What what bands did you guys see? Like, um, did you guys go to any shows yeah. growing up and whatnot? <laughs> uh, I've been to like one actual show that wasn't like in town here, just like random. And we're all like St. George based, uh, St. George, Utah. So not the Pretty best. Much, they yeah. they actually genuinely hate music here. <laughs> uh, if it's not a, a choir. That's we like haven't South really Utah, had a music right? scene here either. Yeah. yeah, we're like right in the bottom left corner of Utah. Like literally like we could drive for 30 minutes and we're either in Arizona or Nevada or something. I don't it's know. not like they, the they, people that hate little... music. It's like the city and like the people. Yeah, yeah, around, yeah. A lot like of the, the people love the music. hate the music. The music like, scene keeps dying here, though. It was down for like a solid year. It's really like, hard to was start no a venue. venue here that's like solid. Well, because there's a lot of restrictions. It's literally illegal to serve alcohol where, like, while <laughs> there's dancing. It's yeah. In this town, <laughs> it's fucking footloose. I thought it was illegal to dance up loose, in. It's so bad. Dude, footloose. Yeah, footloose is actually like based on Utah towns, some it's town in Utah. Utah. Oh shit. So is yeah. it real? Yeah, and it was a real story thing, kind of. T- well, not real story, but like. Like they literally illegalized dancing in Utah somewhere. It, you couldn't dance at a venue or something. It you was can't weird. dance at venues down here. In Southern I always thought it was uh, Waco, Texas, was what it was based off of. But I, I'm sure because they had the same thing. Because they also uh, illegalized dancing to like where the 90s, they actually so. had like the dance. I guess was like filmed up here in like the Lehigh Roller Mills is what they call Interesting. it. Interesting. But yeah, yeah, it's like a, a known That's thing for Utah. So like. That's, That's like, like the coolest thing. <laughs> you, get, you guys can play Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon and be connected to Kevin Bacon. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess when I think about Utah, like the only other band that comes to mind is The Used. And I mean, yeah. that, other than that, like in relation to music, well, there's that movie SLC Punk. Like, oh, yeah. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> you guys, like, does it resonate with you guys or? Well, I'm pretty sure Idola is from uh, Salt Lake too, aren't they? Oh shit! I think I it's just Andrew Wells. Chelsea, it is. I know Chelsea Grin is from Salt Lake. Yeah. And they're pretty big, but they're like heavy. They're they're not even like close to our genre. What was think. that movie you yeah. said? I've never even SLC heard of that. Punk. SLC Punk. I've never heard of it. It has um. What's the guy it. who plays Shaggy? Matthew Lillard is the main what? character. Oh. Yeah. I think I've seen seen, like screen caps from that movie. He's a punk guy living in uh, Salt Lake City. That's hilarious. And And they're like like, white rednecks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, all gotta watch that for sure. (laughs) We're gonna watch it. We have a we have a thing. We we're trying to get together and watch movies together. And uh, is that the one where he has like green hair? (laughs) Yeah, he's like yeah, hair color throughout the whole movie though. I think. Then yeah, I think I've just seen like memes and screen caps and stuff. There's but. a guy named Heroin Bob. Y'all, y'all need to like. <laughs> he doesn't do heroin, right? He doesn't do heroin though. He doesn't do heroin. He's, like afraid yeah, of drugs are for posers. Yeah. He's afraid. Of, yeah, he was afraid. Of. But yeah, that needs to be on like the top of your list of movies to watch together. In fact, everyone listening to this should watch it. It's a great movie. I'm having a movie review segment, so I'm sure we'll we'll throw that one there. For sure. Um, All right, what was we talking the, about? the other half of that question? Because you said, where are you from? And then, oh, like sh- shows we've seen, right? Yeah, yeah. If you guys went to any shows growing up. I 
like I only count the one show that I've been to as a show, which is one I went to. It was a DGD Hell the Sun show in Las Vegas. Josh and I went. And it was a super cool show, and I hated every minute of it because I wasn't where I wanted to be musically, like as far as the band went, and I was just pissed the entire time that I wasn't doing that. Uh, but overall, amazing show. They sang really well. The guitars were always on point. Super jealous. Super jealous. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw um, Being as an Ocean and Capsize and Listener, and there's there's one more band. I can't remember. But I saw them in Anaheim at Chain Reaction, and that Dang. was a really good show. That's a pretty uh, heavy yet emotional lineup. Oh, for sure, dude. It was so good. <laughs> I think uh, my favorite show I've been to was it was August Burns Red with Good Tiger and Between the Barriers. Good Tiger. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even know who Good Tiger was when I watched them. <laughs> But I like I saw what's his name uh, the singer, um, he was on stage and he was killing it and like his voice was so fucking good, and I was like damn. But yeah. Joy, uh, between yeah. the buried and me, I saw them a long time ago with uh, every time I die and he's oh, yeah. and do they ripped. I saw I saw between the buried and me like twice and i just recently went and saw them up in anaheim uh on the way to actually record the album and it was a good show great band all right so wolves in business suits uh you guys dropped that what a couple weeks ago um tell us about it like how like did you guys want to go a certain direction or like how was the recording process for you guys what what kind of uh what kind of sparked this whole thing well i mean uh it's been it it was recorded like a solid two years ago (laughs) it's been done yeah it it was the longest time uh (laughs) we were just trying to market it correctly which i think we we successfully did uh, for the most part, I think we're doing pretty good uh, with how it's it's out. But uh, man, it's it's been a long time. Uh, Canyon can talk about the recording process, though. I think I think he'd be excited. And the about writing that. process. Yeah. If you guys want to hear about that, um, the recording process was super fun. Honestly, we got to ha- like the first time we went, we didn't have Thomas, um, and it was just us hanging out recording. Sorry, excuse and fireplace uh which is the the working title for you didn't start a fire in my heart yeah we still call it fireplace yeah it's just easier (laughs) (laughs) uh recording was super fun we met drew uh like we just we showed up late at night and then it was just this guy we'd never seen before coming under our trailer and he's like what's up guys how's it going like super friendly and we were like i don't know we're staying in your trailer and we don't know you it's probably going all right like okay (laughs) and then uh recording was super fun there was the whole part where I know at least I didn't get my guitar intonated, and I felt really bad because Drew told us to get our guitars intonated. Um, so that wasn't a good first start for me. But other than that, like hanging out with Drew was super fun. We got to like do stuff around Roseville and like try really good food, and honestly, just hang out for a week and not do like regular people jobs was crazy. And so when we did it again for two weeks. That was even more like 
Man, weren't we sleeping like in his in his studio for the two week one? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and you were sleeping like on a mattress, an air like, mattress. Right, yeah, right and whenever I had to track vocals, it was the most annoying thing because you guys wouldn't like <laughs> put it up ahead of time. You wouldn't be ready. You would just be sleeping. You didn't care. <laughs> hey, I'd be ready. Josh wouldn't get up. He'd just be on the there'd be an air <laughs> yeah, mattress Josh, in the middle of the floor. <laughs> it was me. Several yeah. hours I gotta, in the track. Josh I would just be sit there listening naked. to Drew do his job, and I'm just chilling there in bed. <laughs> like, like he'd like wake up and look at his phone and not get up, and we'd all just be sitting on the couch. Man, and the table getting up is hard. Door. Waking up isn't my thing. I'm not good at that. We like, stayed up watching the 100, and he we never learned. We never learned, and he was always just asleep on the floor. And eventually, that was just the norm. We tried. He he did get up early, like uh, a lot of days. We ended up doing some work while we were down there, and he. He headed that project uh, pretty well, so he ended up getting up early, uh, like we later worked on. For like, we worked for like more than twelve hours a day every day that we were there. It no, was, I mean it was the actual at like eight a.m. in the morning, and then like later in the evening, Drew would like go in, and his like uh, assistant engineer, uh, Josh Unit, would come, and we'd just like stay up until the wee hours of the night working and tracking, and like yeah, uh, it was so much work. But it was, it was like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. kind of, and then we had like lunch breaks and stuff, and sometimes we'd hang out with Drew and go eat He's with him and whatever. Uh, the guitarist of Wolf and Bear. Shout out to Josh. Josh yeah, Josh Unit. Unit. Former guitarist of Wolf and Bear, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Still says shout out to school. Josh. <laughs> He's sick, man. He's, He's so boss. cool. Um, but the 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 writing process. What what do you guys want to know about that? <laughs> oh that's my question but yeah what's your writing process just overall you just want it all yeah <laughs> whole thing whole i guess you guys start off with like a guitar riff and build don't tell them too or... much don't steal our song we're gonna copy it and we're gonna start the demo team the reason we started this podcast was to like find out the writing process for each band and then like become like the super saiyan of of swancore Dude, so they are stealing. I gotta head out of here. I got like shopping. I gotta pet my dog a little bit. Um, so it usually starts with me, uh, just sitting down. Like you gotta feel inspirational because if you don't, then you might as well not pick up the guitar at all. In my case, um, and I literally just mess around until I randomly play something that sounds fun, and then I forget about that part entirely and I never play it again. And then uh, some other times, <laughs> uh, some other time, I'll, pick it up, I'll play a part that I like, and then I'll go, okay, that sounds like something I want to work on. And then I make a four to seven minute long guitar solo. And then from there, I go, okay, well, what, is, what does this need? And I go, oh yeah, another four to seven minute guitar solo. It's even harder on top of it. And then I give that part to Gabe, and I say, I hate you, take this, and learn it. And then <laughs> uh, from there it goes either between vocals and lyrics, uh, drums, or bass. I haven't cared which, but for the second album, I think it's going to be uh, – the lyrics need to be better overall. Cause I feel like we usually write drums second. Yeah, the entire yeah. first album we wrote with just like me and Canyon, just drums and one guitar. And, and then, then like bass, and then, then the bass was added, yeah. But, re- but recently for album point. like two stuff, oh. it's just been like whoever's around. Um, and then we try to make that work, and then then we all get together and play it and practice it, and it sounds like total garbage. And then we spend the next couple weeks like <laughs> it to make it sound better and clean, and all the little like uh, transitions sound good. So that that's that's the process. 
I'm trying yeah, to right. just trust just the process. Josh, you you guys are fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> I've never like we haven't had a band come on and be that kind of self uh, critical. So, what are you guys trying differently when it comes to uh, lyrics? I guess kind of being weird, you know. Like dance, Kevin dance is a little bit of weird stuff, but I, I like the weird. The more you it's delve so into right. the genre, you're just like. I want something wacky. You know, you want to hear something that gets your blood going. I'm pretty sure I got some bad ADHD or something, and that helps the writing process. <laughs> and I'm sure that the band boys hate it at certain times. <laughs> I, I like oh, it. I love it for your writing process. It. Dude, I yeah. got so pissed off writing bass like two days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, yeah, yeah, Thomas is mad because there's like a really funky part. And, like, you can get into that, and then that part lasts, like, a total of, like, five seconds. And then it goes on to another five funky seconds, part. Dude. It was literally, like, <laughs> one like, second. Yeah. It's every, like, one to five seconds. There's, like, six different, like, feel changes of the song. It's it's kind of wacky. We're not sure how people are going to like it. I think it sounds sick. I do not know how vocals are going to go to it. The main yeah. thing we're trying to do it's for whack. album two is to make it so that there's less stops and starts. Because in album one, we, like, stop and then start a new part, like, at least a dozen times. Yeah, We're trying to fill all that in with transitions and, like, more smooth, like, noodles. And, blend it. Yeah, blend yeah. it all together a little better rather than just stopping and starting back up. Yeah. Um, but sure. as far as differences goes, I mean, you can't say it's too different from like any other swank, my dog is like freaking out right now. He wants to go outside. <laughs> Get off the mic stand, loser. So, anyways, um, like the pretty guitars and the pretty melody and like the heavy vocals, you can't go too far from that because that's what songcore is. But I think the ADD part of it is what we kind of pride ourselves on, making that work. Yeah, like the twelve songs in one kind of deal. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. That, that's my favorite part. So I'm I'm looking forward forward to seeing how you guys kind of improve on that and, and take it to the next level um yeah so so on this album you have isaac from dwellings throwing down some guest vocals on one of the songs how did that come about okay so i just messaged him one day i'm pretty sure and i was like hey isaac i'm i'm a big fan i don't remember what i said but i talked to him for a little and i was like um Something came up, and I was like, we talked to Drew, and I was like, you think we could get, like, guest vocals? Like, would, would you, like, record for that or something? Because we didn't know the process, but I ended up asking Isaac, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then, like, he just got it done, like, two weeks later. Like, we just had, like, vocals on the on the track, and we were like, what? And uh, he did it for free, too. He's, he's a real bro. He is, Isaac uh, is a sick boy. Literally, you've known, awesome. you've known him for a while, though, haven't you, Josh? Or I, no? I think I've talked to him. I've talked to him. Like on you and said, off. you were a fan of like Dwellings ever since like they started. Oh yeah, right? like I think Dwellings is like one of the reasons I learned to sing good, for sure. Do you have a, like, a favorite uh, Dwellings song? Man, Caller of the Cat Tree, hands down. I don't know. I Lemonade. It just I love it so much. The intro to Lemonade. I'm is not so even good. sure. I'm not even sure if it's my favorite anymore. They have so many good songs. Like everything on the album is just straight fire. Like ten Perfect. out of ten Perfect. easily. Whole album. <laughs> I've listened to the whole album probably hundreds of times. I think I'm like, with in Canyon. its entirety. Color of the Cat Tree is really good. 
like our pick up before you go was a dope ass song too that one is really good yeah that one's not on the album but that that song really won me over like i like he does that r&b style so well yeah he's amazing i like his like lyrical phrasing like he doesn't like finish some of the sentences until like the next like musical like measure and some of the riffs i really like it's like it's interesting it's so sick so true but we're here to talk about properties of nature (laughs) ryan (laughs) do you have have any questions for the for the band um yeah yeah, I got one. Um, number one, uh, how dare you? Uh, actually, no. Um, <laughs> First of all, going off, going off the uh, Isaac uh, question, I was gonna ask, do you guys have any dream features that you wish you could get in the future? Um, we do, and all I'm gonna say is we're gonna get them. It's it's gonna happen. I don't, I don't even doubt it. Like, Album two, gonna, we're not even gonna have Josh sing. These aren't it's even just gonna be like a best of list of all this one four vocalists. Yeah. <laughs> we no, definitely we, uh, want that'd be sick. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. Get out of here. <laughs> no, it'd be cool to get a bunch of uh, guest vocals in in one song. Because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Wonder Years, but they did that on on an album. Like they had a bunch of like pop punk uh, singers, like all throw down like a verse. Uh, man, I like I like how that comes out sometimes, but sometimes it if the song's too short, like song and you have like six people singing, it just like it's like wow, I wish there was more of this guy specifically, just a little bit more. You know you what know, I mean? You know, in the yeah. uh, I think it's the first Stolas album where they have a feature yeah. on like yeah. almost every single song. Every song, it's yeah. so sick. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I want that's honestly, if we did that, that would be sick, but it that costs a lot of money. Uh, and, and, yeah, uh, for a lot of our band, I think Corey Lockwood would be like primo. Oh, Corey yeah. absolutely. Uh, Kurt Travis, we know we want. There's Killian, one guy. There's I'm down one to guy have we know Killian, we're getting. Donovan. Batman. Yeah, you're trying to pull. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey Wheeler from Animoria. You know how. We're going Better question. Yeah, his y'all name's not Joey Wheeler. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't think I don't think you guys will have a problem getting Joey on on a song. He's like on he's like jumping on everything. Like people are mm-hmm. like making random posts on Swan posting like, "Hey, can somebody sing on this song?" And he's like the first person to like comment like, "I'll sing on it." So. <laughs> well, like I, you like say that. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have to hit him up for you guys if anything. Put, Don't put put your about it. No, we got we, yeah, we got it. it down. We we're good. <laughs> we got that under <laughs> control. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> we were talking. To, We've been uh, talking to Joey. Yeah, we that. We're trying to uh, release. Are we, can we talk about that? Is that something we're talking about? Dude, I don't know. I would just hold yeah, off on about it. About it for sure. Yeah, we can okay. talk. There's something in the works. All right. Hopefully soon too, and I don't say that as in the way that bands normally say that. We we actually have like a, a, a time year. scheduled plan. Like there's there's a time restraint on it that we're putting there, so it's not going to be like oh two years from now, you know. That better not be. Watch it be two years from now. Watch though. it be two oh, years. Can you jinxed us? No. <laughs> okay. What have you done? I know. Our band implode because of that. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> 
All right, so you guys have already alluded to the point or to the fact that you guys are working on new music. Um, I think this was off air, but you guys mentioned that you guys are doing a podcast, which we'll have to talk about. But is there anything else that you guys have in the works? Like, I don't know, a lot of bands are, are doing kind of like live streams and, and stuff like that. Canyon, you can you can tell them about like the, the like, list of things we want. Yeah. So as far as live streaming shows goes, okay. As far as live streaming shows goes, it's like we want to, but we need to make sure we have the equipment for it, and then maybe we will. But other than that, we've stuck to a pretty strict basis of um, one show per year. We can't break that yet. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened. They just we can't do shows here, and we don't have a van yet. We'll we get that yeah, well, y'all don't worry about that. We'll get it figured out on our end. But aside yeah, from that, we definitely want to tour at some point. Yeah, we we really want to for like a like a bit. Um, we're gonna start in Japan though. Dude, I wish. I sorry, U.S. If Japan. That's the, yeah, if that's the one we get, that's the one we get, man. We yep. we're going for it. But um, streaming like we 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 want to do the podcast so we can get people to like get to know us. Uh, like use the people we got from putting out the album to like listen to our podcast, watch us do like streams just as individuals. Uh, we plan on starting up like a second like actual YouTube where we'll put like I don't know cooking videos and like maybe a video version <laughs> of our when we get there. Like whatever we want to do, we want to put ourselves out there so people can get to know us. Because I'm sure you guys have like YouTubers that you watch like fairly often or streamers or something like that, where you almost feel like friends with those guys because how often you watch their videos or something. And I, I want that for our fans to feel comfortable to come up and talk to us at any point and just be like, oh, I know these guys really well. And so we can we can like use that to create a really good fan base. So that way people don't have to wait like a million years between each album to get anything about us. For sure. Yeah, and if anything, if you're gamers, that pulled in an audience as well. Are, yeah, yeah, a fair, fair bit of us are. I'm pretty sure. Hey, shoot, that I'd consider that, y'all. Yeah, yeah, that would stream. That's we'll usually that depending on streaming. It's just games for the most part, and then like a couple of like you know just chilling streams where we just like get to know the fans, uh, and just I don't know, chill, just hang out with the fans so they can like know us. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta. People are actually asking questions and watching. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think you guys will have a problem kind of getting that fan base because you guys are, like I said, are entertaining, you're funny, you're uh, like really social, funny. so it's gonna work to your benefit for sure. I'm looking forward to the podcast. Yeah, yeah I way rather you. hang out with you all than dance, Kevin, dance. Oh, <laughs> no joke, like. Don't you Just ever fine. talk about Dance Gavin Dance like that ever again. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who said that? No, no, no. I get you're 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 the show. Yeah, no, they're up there, man. Like, it, it might be hard to, you know, resonate with them because they're so high up, you know? So we, we don't ever want to have our fans feel that way. So one, one thing that you guys mentioned about uh, playing shows in Japan, have you guys ever been? I have to travel there quite often for, like, my actual job. So, that's awesome. Take me with you. Humbrag. His side job. I don't think any of us have been. Side job. A couple of us really, really want to go. I've always yeah. wanted to go to Japan. I, I think it would be so cool. So I'll, I'm going to give you guys a, a pro tip. If you ever go, which you have to, 
like please please make it a priority because it's always like a life-changing experience but get an international driver's permit it costs like 25 bucks all you need is your license and i think maybe proof of insurance but i don't even think you need that are most of them the same what's up are most of the road laws the same or are you yeah they're the same um but the reason you you want to get one is so you can do like the mario go-kart thing where like I, I what yeah it might be a yeah, hundred bucks and <laughs> like there's a guy that takes you on a tour on these go-karts everybody dresses <laughs> up and it, it's the coolest thing ever you go that's awesome okay yeah okay no like, way Dude, does he take you to like through the streets like a, a specific route that you can go like down roads and shit yes yes yeah that's so cool and, awesome. does he and give you power-ups stay like not in first place so you don't get blue shelled yeah, that's yeah. not worth <laughs> You don't want to get blue shelled at all. Dude, yeah, I like I, I secretly wanted to like take a banana and like just hold on to the like, <laughs> Dude, that would be and, awesome. And, and, like, throw, it at, throw it at one of my coworkers, but but like one thing you'll you'll know from there it's like super clean, like there's like no litter out there. But yeah, definitely do that. Like I said, twenty five bucks to get the permit, a hundred dollars to pay for the tour. And it'll be, like, one of the coolest things he ever did. How, how sure. fast do they go? How fast are these cars? Uh, I think I think they go about, like, 50 miles that, per an hour. Or yeah, that's 50? pretty good. Wait, yeah. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> like, 15, 20. You're talking 50. I could die but, in this. That's sick. But, but here, here's, the, here's the trick. There's, like, a setting that, that like, your tour, tour guide has to, like, toggle off and on. And if you guys, like, don't fuck around for the first half and can prove that you guys can actually like drive um then like he'll stop and be like all right everybody take like a bathroom break or get it get yourself a drink and then once you're doing that like you'll like make the cars faster um yeah so definitely check it out uh like yeah like i think one of the co-workers that that i went with like kept on crashing into like into us and he still like trusted us to go faster where is that at um they're they're like all over um there's a there's they have like multiple? a facebook yeah there's a facebook page <laughs> and like i'll i'll give you guys a link and everything dude i'm oh, down yeah. that i'm awesome. down that, we're gonna we're definitely gonna do that we, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna make training? sure we get video of it too yeah for real can we I train wanna... for it at fiesta fun one of these days <laughs> they have a they have a place called fiesta fun here in saint george it's a they got like a little go kart thing. They have like, uh, it's basically like a scalp. It's like a bigger Chuck E. Cheese's. I don't know what to call that. <laughs> like, uh, they have a bunch of uh, game machines and like a, yeah, I don't know. Uh, kind of like Dave and Buster's, <laughs> but like smaller than that. A lot yeah. <laughs> okay. But they got like a bowling alley. But they they have go karts. They don't go too fast. I think they maybe go fifteen or twenty miles per hour. Uh. I, I just want to know who this guy is that sees your friend crashing into you and just goes, you know what? They got the stuff. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, like, no, give him 50. Dude, that guy was cool. Um, I don't remember his name, but he he was actually from Australia. I, I don't know if he caught that because he was in the front and, you know, we're all like in a line oh. behind him. So I don't know if he actually caught okay. that, but yeah. Who you dress up as? Uh, I was Bowser. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, you actually get a, you dress up as people? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll 
I'll uh, show you guys the like some pictures and videos after this too. Dude, this keeps getting better. Like, it was a fun time, yeah. <laughs> this is the can thing we, that's gonna uh, happen. Can we talk about who in the band is which Mario character? Let's do it. Dude, I want to be that bone guy. I always pick that little the, the Koopa. The, yeah, dry bones. That's my favorite one. Oh man, dude, I'm a I dirty toad picker. <laughs> dirty toad. <laughs> I, I think Canyon's Diddy Kong. <laughs> no, dude. no, I'm a, uh, I'm I'm Spike, dude. Like new age Mario Party Spike. That guy's Who's so Spike? weird. He's like this green dude with blue hair. Whatever. I'm Luigi. Fuck it. <laughs> I've never seen Spike before, and I just it's looked it up. Game. It's this He's green cool. guy with blue hair. He He's looks cool. pretty cool. Yeah, you can be Spike. I don't know if they have that guy though. Do you think they would? Maybe. I don't think they do, but but they also have like Dragon Ball Z costumes and like oh, a bunch of other what? stuff. Okay. So you could be Piccolo instead. I want to dress up as Deku from My Hero Academia. Hey. <laughs> oh shit. Um, who who has any uh, or who has some questions? David, do you got anything? Uh, shoot. Um, t- top anime. <laughs> top anime, dude. Yeah. Gabe, answer. Oh, Come Metal on, Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist right hey. now. Good uh, dude, I don't know. There's uh, there's this one we've been waiting on. Uh, uh, something Made in Abyss or Made something. Made in Abyss. Yeah. Made in Abyss, right? The it's movie. Really uh, good. It, it's made. In it's Abyss. really nice. I don't know. I liked it. I liked and it a lot. We're not gonna try to explain a plot because nobody cares. But it's it's good. Between that it's one, Microdemia, cool... and Full Metal Boy, those three right now, top. <laughs> top. Any anime. I, I watch anime, like, all day, every day. So I've watched pretty much all of them that are popular. Yeah, Josh has including, seen all of Naruto. <laughs> including all of Naruto, Boruto, fucking uh, One Piece, which one is, piece. like, a thousand oh episodes God. now. I'm still I'm caught up. I'm there. I'm watching it every every week. They weren't releasing for like two months, and I was like, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I I'm I'm starting, an anime nerd for sure. Is for it sure. worth starting one? Hell is no. it worth starting One Piece? No, man. I don't know if I would say yes to that. There's I'm going to be honest with you somewhere around episode 200 or something. There's this entire arc that's like 50 episodes and it's worthless. It's garbage. I hate it. Oh, it's, of garbage but uh oh no dude <laughs> watching a thousand episodes is a lot of time much. is it actually a thousand episodes uh, yeah i think it's a thing let me see i always thought that was a conservative estimate <laughs> yeah, a month or two. uh naruto's naruto is is like above voting boruto they're at like 140 i don't i'm not sure my yeah, it's 932 like, episodes of One Piece. Jesus. 900. Yeah. Maybe after 900 I finish the Simpsons. There. <laughs> That's a good anime. <laughs> That's the uh, anime. Season 20. It's, so it's hard to find the, the dub Simpsons. Yeah. That's yeah. rough. <laughs> I'd be like that sometimes, though. The, the Most of the jokes don't just don't up. translate either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Don't. I've seen it in Spanish. Just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's that anime I finished? Uh, recently. Oh, uh, it was that samurai one. Oh, samurai. Yeah, I'd be so excited if that was a good one. I like that. Is it 
I watched a little bit of that. I only watched a couple episodes. But I like it because it, it, it pretty... like ends. Yeah, <laughs> unlike a lot of <laughs> shows. That that's a good way to have an anime <laughs> taste. It ends. It yeah. just go on for that fucking episode. That's a that's a whole genre they don't, of anime. They don't release one season and then never continue. Have uh, this big this big like this big like uh dramatic thing at the end and it's like what'll happen next? You'll never find out because we're out of business. <laughs> we're out of business. <laughs> yeah, it's like damn it. Water All right, now hear me out. Hear me out. Here's the here's the low key best anime of all time. Kino's Journey, A Beautiful World, all right? It's it's about it's about someone who rides around on a motorcycle that talks. Okay. Goes to like different countries and each country is a philosophical principle like blown out of proportion, <laughs> right? It's like this, chef this kiss, like 10 out of 10. Game. Best show of all Wait, time. Didn't, didn't this play on uh on the adult swim thing? The 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 Yeah. I f- I feel like it played on there and I saw it a little bit of it before. Not sure. I don't really watch TV. I, I tried watching Kino, and I ended up just watching a movie about a crippled boy. Like, that's what happened. You what? Okay. <laughs> you told me to watch Kino, and I found something on Netflix called Kino, and it just had, like, this crippled boy in a chair yeah. that goes to, like, a different yeah. dimension. And I was like, that what was is this? That not Kino's journey. It was good, though. <laughs> Cory in the house, though. Cory in the house is the best anime. Yeah. That's the high oh. anime, not the low-key. Shrek 2. Uh, Shrek 2. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. it's King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. <laughs> okay. That's actually Shrek voted online, so you can't even dispute that one. I mean, it's actual, like, arguments in Japan. Like, people argue what's better is the Japanese dub or the English dub, so... Of Are King you serious? Wait. King- yeah, that's, that's a real, real thing. thing. I always thought that's that was a real joke. But I want the it. Japanese dub of Hank Hill now. I do. I really okay. want that. I want to... Oh! Ultimus! Yeah. <laughs> 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 <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up, konnichiwa! <laughs> Wait, is that Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> what? What's he say? Ohio Gazamas. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What have I done? Getting there. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> they have that on Hulu. Do they have a oh, Japanese wow, dub wow, on Hulu? <laughs> I don't think I don't they know. have a Japanese dub of that. Well, you might you might have to like VPN from like a yeah. Japanese server to do it. Yeah, I know it's on Hulu, but so hmm. I have a question for the demo team. What's up? From each of the four of you, uh, top three DGD albums in order. Oh, oh in order. it's getting real. I already I, I got I my answer. Wow. I have my answer. If y'all don't end this show right now. Yeah, I, I have us, mine, so. and I'm ready to be the most hated because number one Somebody is go. DBM two. <laughs> Give me one second, I'll be right back. I, I'm, somebody's Gosh. at my door. I need to find out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's Johnny Craig. He's like, somebody talking about my albums. What color are your fucking eyes? Yeah, I love it. I love it, and I love the contrast of the fact that like Johnny was like, I put my whole heart into this. And then a couple of years later, like, he, like, tweeted out, like, saying that he was barely sober and, like, hardly remembers recording the album. So high, barely remember. I mean, that doesn't but, mean he put his whole heart into it. No, no, I know. It's the contrast of shit. it. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty good album. Like, I enjoy listening through that album. Dude, um, the for the r- most part. Okay. The riffs so, are so good. I, I really dig, like, his melodies, even though, like, there's some parts that he totally phones in and like the lyrics kind of are just words put to 
together, not really forming. But like, any he didn't really of... write the lyrics, though. I don't think some songs he's filler. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think a lot of on. his vocals were filler, but some um, some parts at least. Yeah. So um, hold on, hold on. Uh, what what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Will, sorry, Will said it was like one of the most like probably the most fun he had recording a an album because he was just kind of showing off and like not really caring about like song structure or anything Which like that. Which album was that? And it shows Downtown Battle Mountain 2. Oh, okay. I like oh. Downtown Battle Mountain 2 regardless of what people say. I think that's better than the first one. Can you say the album name again? Interesting. Downtown Battle Mountain 2? Wow, you pronounced the T in Mountain Dew? That's crazy. <laughs> down in down, Battle Mountain. Down's a real one. Down's in Battle Mountain. Yeah, yeah speaking, about, speaking about mountains, um, so I checked at my door, and it's... Uh, uh, so I bought Tim's bass from Dance Gavin Dance. I bought oh, you bases, did? I saw him tweet that. And it just got here. Slay! Oh, like, slay. literally just now. So it's slay. it's in a box. I think we got a demo it. team exclusive it, right here. If not, <laughs> if not, it's happening. a random box. It's we in a Keystone Custom Guitars theme? box. Yeah, so. play it for us, Josh. We don't hear don't do that. It's it. been I'd have sun. to open it up. It's probably out of tune. I don't know. Smells <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's covered. I don't in even speech. know how to play instruments. Like, what are you talking play about? Like, Send it to us. We'll sign it. Play one. It's your turn. It's mine. You'll see. I'm curious, Moses. What are your other two top? DGD yeah. albums. It, it's yeah, changed. It's changed because now I'm gonna put Mothership up there. Oh. oh. Because I, I've like, we've recently been uh, discussing it on the podcast, and it quickly became one of my favorites. And oh. I don't. I guess. I guess I would say Afterburner because, like, they really went balls to the wall on that, and just kind of try to tackle so many different genres. And like, I love the big outros that each song has, and. That was something that they specifically tried to do on that album, and I think they executed it for sure. Yeah. So that's, that. that's my top three. Uh, I guess I can go next. My top three would be DBM1, My Happiness, and Mothership. Yeah. Hmm. No John Mess album, huh? No <laughs> happiness. How dare you? Happiness is dirt. Hey man, I think I think Will Swan like he picked up the slack like very well. No, he, he did. did. Yeah, well, he did. Will Swan screams on happiness are better than any John Mess screams pre happiness <laughs> at me. Uh, facts. Oh. At him. Facts. Oh, that's, facts. No, that's that's not us. That's him. I, I mean, that's facts. So the vocal <laughs> runs on happiness from will are pretty freaking impressive dude and like i've tried covering those songs and they're like they're kind of hard to do like john mess stuff like oh, it's kind of hard to do sure. yeah it's kind of hard to do john mess stuff because he says random ass weird shit but like will he's just got like a really fast like syncopated like rhythm tree yeah. village when, though yeah yeah when will, when will says geez you geez me jesus that was I insane Dude, I felt that, bro. I Which song? That. Which song does he say that? Oh, uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, Very no, not Alex English. It was um, Carl Barker. Yeah, yeah. Really? Carl Barker. Yeah. I really like so Carl fast. Barker. I mean, I think uh, yeah, freaking just <laughs> one of his Carl vocal runs on there. Carl Barker's amazing, dude. Like that's that's like a epitome song of like DGD sound. It really is, especially it like is, that era of DGD. The new DGD, I still actually really like. I, I separate them into I two. Love. 
different yeah. parts. Like Mothership came out, and from then it was like a whole new era for me. Yeah, I, I guess, can see I guess, that. Yeah, three because you got like the beginning stages, and you got like the the like happiness era, that kind of music, and then the new stuff. New, yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I like it all. And whenever all Mothership time. came out, that's when me and Canyon started listening to Dance Gavin Dance, like right around that time. Twenty four years. Yeah. Four year so, baby. I still think Mothership was freaking amazing. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I liked how heavy some of the parts got and I liked how uh Killian yeah. like yeah. went hard on the on the singing. Like he was like like singing but like yelling at the same time. He was like putting yeah. some fucking energy into those vocals. Like really uh, Inspire Liars. Yeah. Like man, he did a great job. I loved that song. Yeah. I yep. feel like it's like the formula they had like concocted at the time, like perfected to the max. Yeah, there was a good amount of double pedal throughout the album, and I, I really know. dug that. Um, really, I think it was their best effort, honestly. Like from beginning to end, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, their tightest album. Uh, yeah. David, what what's your top three? Um. In no order, my personal favorites just are like Death Star, Acceptance Speech, and uh, either Mothership or Afterburner. Those are like my no happiness. Happiness is good, but like I like Death Star more as an album. I thought you liked happiness the most. (laughs) Like I love the guitar style and like what they're going for. Like what is it? Like NASA. I'm down with Brown Town. Swisher Two. Like Carl Barker. Like those are like that. Like you know that's like my favorite parts of the album. But it's not as strong overall as like that star personally. You've betrayed me. <laughs> That's interesting. Cat I'm gonna, ruined. I'm gonna adopt you and just leave you somewhere just because I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Ryan. take you from your comfort and shelter. <laughs> okay, and but the real the, the real <laughs> question. Uh, what do you guys think of their first album? <laughs> oh, oh, it's DBS. I love it actually. MDP. I I so I think I made this analogy that uh that Withero. It's a lame analogy. And and Downtown Battle Mountain, the first one, is Gyarados. Because, like, the evolution (laughs) was that that grandeur. (laughs) (laughs) He also thinks the later Star Wars are the best Star Wars. Who had a better first album? Properties of Nature, Days, Kevin Days, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh. I'm going to have to say us. I'm sorry. I don't like their first album at all. I'm going to probably say y'all. I'm going to have to agree with you guys there. But it's a whole different, I think it's a whole different thing, though. They were it recording is. so much. And like, it was a long time before. ago. Like, yeah. I like the first one just because it's just like so lo-fi and like so like harsh and rough. That's like Wrong. the appeal to me. That's one of the the big appeals to a lot of people that do like it. That's one of the mm-hmm. things I don't like though. Like, I don't like that it's not polished or yeah. It's yeah. Not, it doesn't it's sound like, like a, music. It's like a sketch of the big scale. idea that they were trying to get across. That yeah. They ended up accomplishing with Downtown Battle Mountain. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys this story. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I think I was going to mention it on the first episode. But I, I grew up in San Jose, California. And so they were playing shows when, like, around the same time I was going to local shows. And I remember watching them live. And, it, like, yeah, they were playing, you know, it was even before whatever I say this world ocean came came out. They were playing those songs, but... A lot of them were from, like, the first demo, and it really turned me off, like, to the band. I was like, dude, why is this guy just, like, 
mumbling. He's like not even singing. Like I don't understand him. Like what the Johnny? Like yeah, yeah. It was just bad. It was bad. And then I don't know somewhere somewhere down the line, like years later, because I would immediately just keep writing the band off anytime they were on warp tour. Yeah, anytime they were on warp tour or they were playing like with with like my friend's band or whatever. I would just kind of go outside or, or, you know, like like ha- have a smoke or whatever. You heard so it here. Like folks. until years <laughs> later, I finally heard uh, uh, Times New Roman, and it like blew me away. I couldn't believe it was the same band. You heard it here, though. Moses walks out on D- DGD. Yeah, he doesn't yep. care. <laughs> Man, big I, big yeah, big full fail circle. on my <laughs> part. All right, should I do my? I'll do my top three now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Man, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with DB, DBM two easily number one. Oh, right. sure. And then after that, I think I think Afterburner, which I mean it's pretty fresh, but it's like it's it was so like it's crisp good. and well executed and just musically great. Um. And then I'd probably go with. I think DBM one. What the hell? Dang, the I mean, I guess, yeah. I do have, like, secret loves for all of the, like, older albums, but the new stuff, it's just so crisp. I'm all about or, the new... actually, maybe Artificial... I, I was trying to decide between DBM1 and Artificial Selection, which I, I'm a really? big Artificial Selection uh, The album that nobody talks about. I love yeah, it. I, I like it. Is there only 10 out of 10? I love it. I yeah. wasn't a big fan out of... Of artificial selection, I, I it's so mixed, but I, I like it a lot. It's really, so, it's, I think it's really fun. Properties album. of nature, the same question. It's gonna take like an hour, I'm sure. Or if you guys want to <laughs> quickly, like shout out your top three. That'd yeah, be cool. I'll go first since I asked you guys. All or right. wait, y'all could do your least favorite. No, no, Make no, it really controversial. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know how to measure that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Can I say artificial selection three times? Oh no! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, oh, skate going? Oh yeah, I'll go. Uh, it it's pretty obvious where my uh my loyalties lie as far as the the three like clean vocalists because my three favorites are Happiness, Self Titled, and Artificial Selection, which are the heard huh. on it. Yep. Hey, a Kurt fan, I dig it. Kurt, yeah. Kurt, yeah. Love Kurt. I honestly, said rather this. Oh, go, go on. What's up? Um, Jake, you only said two. That was three. That was three. Yeah. What? Wait. What? What? Self-titled happiness and. Oh, uh, I didn't hear self-titled. Okay. All right, your boys up next, and in no specific order, it'd have to be uh, Afterburner, just because it's it's it's. It's slick, dude. Uh, Mothership, just because I developed a whole new love for them for that. And I'm gonna skip. Uh, I'm gonna skip the third album and just say, uh, what's it? Summertime, summertime gladness, summertime madness, whatever that one is. Just because I, I love that song so much. Yeah, that's. Oh no, this is best DGD album. What did you say, I said mine's the same as yours. I have the exact same. Yeah, right. Like. I can pick, yeah, I can pick a third album, but, like, what's the point? The, the, the Summertime Summertime Gladness so is by far my favorite song of theirs. I jammed Me so too. hard to that song. And also, I that, bet was you, uh, by, that was recorded by Drew, Drew Owens, right? Our yeah. producer? It's it so was. good. Yeah. Such a good job on that. 
I say. He's a master, you know. Any, any band who's ever worked with him. Yeah, just <laughs> 10 out of 10. Top tier. Um, I, I can tell mine then. Uh, so I think uh, Mothership up at the top. Uh, then probably Happiness, then DBM2. Hey, another DBM2. All right. Yeah. And uh, I... DBM2, okay. I gotta be honest, I don't listen to DGD that much, honestly. He's out of the band. Yeah, well, I didn't... Oh, the resignation letter. I didn't even listen to them before I joined this band. Like, I... But, so I guess when I started listening to them was two years ago when I joined the band. So I guess uh, Mothership, Artificial Selection, and Afterburner. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the three that have been around. <laughs> and honestly, gonna... Thomas is the only one out of us that hasn't really taken up the kind of music that we listen to because even Cade he listens to a, all kinds of like like progressive all, like alternative well, you, stuff you know what it, I'm gonna name my three like my top three swancore bands alright uh, do it yeah. I'm gonna have to say um, Closure in Moscow is number one if you yeah. can call them swancore thank you thank you uh, number yeah. two would be probably Royal Coda and three would be Cyanvar or Cyanvar or whatever. Okay. Actually, uh, I listen to those three bands like a lot, a lot. I see that. I fucking love Royal Coda and Closure in Moscow. Haven't listened to Sandvar that much. I need they're to. dope. It's like, a, it's like a continuation of uh, of Circus Survives' like uh, first album that Circus Survive didn't want to keep going towards. Mm. But I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. When I uh, edit the episode, I'm gonna score all these albums and see which one's the best based off of this. Oh. Thank you. Want to ask? I think I gave two one. Maybe. No, I don't know. Mothership. Right. One. Um, I got. I still have some questions. Uh, all right. Does anyone else have anything or? No, no. I just wanted to ask, like, favorite, like, or favorites from like Cianbar, like. Their EP or album? Um, I, don't, I don't know about this. Hands off. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't I listen think, to a lot of CNVR. It's a what's it called? Anticoagulant. I think that's oh, my yeah, favorite song. Favorite. Um, yeah. That's just one of my favorites from the EP personally. But yeah. What's the What's the name of the album with the like red cover in the face? I can't remember the name of the album. Is that like Chronophobia or something? Some, something like that. Omni, wait, what? Omniphobia? Yeah. yeah Omniphobia? No, it's Stay Lost. The track right? name? Stay oh. Lost is like the actual name of yeah, the album. Yeah, Stay Lost is the album. The, uh, or Stay Lost. The uh, Oh, the first song is the title track. Stay Lost on that album is like one of the best things that Donovan's ever sang on. It's like really, really good. But yeah, that's just me. Huh. All right. So let's talk more about uh, properties of nature. Uh, Brian, do you have any more questions? Uh, yeah, I do. I was gonna just gonna ask, uh, what does your bad name mean? <laughs> <laughs> or what well, does it mean I'm to y'all? You guys, I don't know. Okay, so wait, wait, wait so, let's um, have, What do you guys think it means? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, yeah, no, no, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We can't do any more of those questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So our our old name that our technical we've had I, I feel like in my opinion we've had like three different band names I'm not gonna say the first one 
don't say the first one to anybody because <laughs> then they'll find me and Canyon's shit yeah. that I don't want them to hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the second one was uh, local industry, and we weren't really feeling the vibe on that. Uh, so I went on one of those band name generators, and I was like, fuck. I was looking for, like, weeks on this, and eventually I looked up the word property in there, and I started going, like, refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> and it never actually came up as properties of nature. I just thought of that. But one of them that I remember was, like, property dolphins. And I was like, what the fuck? That one's very You, you, you name-generated our band? <laughs> honestly, yeah, but, like, like pro- honestly, property... Me? Oh, no, no, no. Honestly, property dolphins was what gave me the idea for some reason. When I heard that, I was like, properties of nature. That's it. That's the one. And I wrote that down. And then dolphins are nature. What can I say? Dude, I don't know. I have no idea. Honestly, I'm just going to be super honest here. The biggest issue with the first band name we had is that there was just absolutely no effort put into it whatsoever. It was like the latest band name of all time. It was... Hey, you need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yo, I need it myself. Shut up. <laughs> Did anybody hear that? Whoosh. <laughs> hey, there, there's no shame in a in a name generator. Like Donald Glover came up yeah. with Childish Gambino because from a Wu Tang name Let, generator. So his name was Post Now he's yeah. trying to like go away from that name too, though. So. <laughs> I mean, the last album was under Childish Gambino. But I think I thought he said he was trying to like move away from the name. He said that. So no, like, year, he said that years ago. So you're saying we're well, I mean, he hasn't it. done anything in years either. Dial this Chambino, dude. What can I say? Oh, dude. No. Yeah. Did you, uh, so did you ask about band name or did you ask about album name? Band name. Band name. Band name. But yeah, but I don't know if, you, if it really if has go any into meaning. That. I don't know if it has like really any meaning other than like we wanted to sound cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like, I don't know. The music. I like nature, though, so, you know. Yeah, nature's, yeah, nature's cool. Nature's pretty, <laughs> I love good. nature. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of hard to get an original band name, not going to lie. Like, that sounds, like, fancy. Because all the good ones are taken. the album name. No. <laughs> Dude, all the yes, good ones are awesome. taken. Um, time for album name. Why, why we call the album what it is? That's the question. And I'm going to answer it. It's because um, we, from the beginning realized that like unto a pack of wolves we're idiots and we don't know what we're doing if you tried to put a wolf in a, if you imagined a wolf in a business suit that's exactly a, it's a metaphor for us <laughs> trying to make it in the music world because so far we've just kind of went with it maybe like it's always been like yeah sure i don't know which is it's fine. We never re- really set a ceiling for where do we want to be. It's always like, what's the next step towards whatever the fuck is going to happen that's hopefully money. Like, hopefully that's the <laughs> end goal. Money, notoriety, and, like, you know, gaining fans and, you know, giving people World something domination. to listen to. World domination usually is the end result, um, which if we get there, <laughs> we get there. If not, then we're fine being just a, you know, band, entertainers, streamers, whatever we can get out of it and, uh, you know, keep people happy along the way. So... It's just the the overall idea of the band is is wolves and business suits. We got no fucking clue what we're doing, but we're we're doing it anyways. And if I can expound on that, uh, you're either a wolf or you're a sheep. That, that's yeah, just factual. Oh, there There's two wolves inside of all of us. One yeah. of them's wearing a business suit, and the other one has a property of nature. There you go. Yes. Uh, 
I'm just a chimp in a suit, to be honest. <laughs> chimps can hang. Business suits, what can I say? Chimps can hang. Album two, chimps in business suits. We got a bit smarter. <laughs> <laughs> just go through all the animals, like um, this town needs guns or whatever. Yeah. Just well, put every animal on there. Yeah, they just, well, we have animals on all of our instruments. Animals. That's pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We do have a sloth that. that hangs off of my drum kit. It's pretty great. He's cute. His I name's Drumbo. Chubby raccoon for mine. Uh, I have a squid and a little whale that hang off my microphone. Like a I big a, squiggly squid. I have Wait, a that's... jellyfish that's, that hangs from the, the plug-in port on my guitar. And then on my neck, I have a Velcro-handed frog that hangs off the, the, the head headstock. A squid and a whale is very uh, crabcore-esque. What do you what do you have, Gabe? Gabe's is uh, a panda. panda. Yeah, Gabe is a panda. It hangs around it hangs around his uh, plug-in port too. So the, these is are like a sloth. Its name is Drumbo. He's perfect. Are you guys saying that these are like the actual like geniuses, and you guys are just giant human flesh mech suits? No, yes. if you think like about gorillas. it, <laughs> we're not legally allowed to tell you. <laughs> But yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna change subjects. <laughs> yeah, what Gabe said. Not yet. We'll get there after the world domination. And that's this is the whole point. The animals will reveal themselves. Yeah, we're trying, to, suits. we're trying to take back the earth. <laughs> Once we plug ourselves into the singularity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna matrix this shit. Wait, does that make all of our human bodies the business suits? Oh my god, shut the fuck no. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> shut the fuck no, maybe. I know, my body's like 90% business. My body's a 10. Ah. 10% suit? 10, yeah, 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna run through my questions now. Alright. Absolutely. Alright, so first one is gonna be the hardest question y'all answer all day. Yes. Why do you Can think pirates <laughs> don't say yar anymore? Oh, dude. Oh, it's, it's just a fact. Like just when you're when you're in the world of internet piracy, rather than like yar matey sea piracy, okay. if you say the word yar, you're just going to be so socially ostracized that there's literally no chance for you in the in the business, you know. So like yar. you got to be more in touch. You got to say one three three seven. You know, you got to say LMAO. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> yep. Like you got to be woo. Yeah, that's very woo. important. Yeah. If you say yar, yeah, you're you're outcast. Semicolon three. Semi-colon. You can say rar. Important. You can say rar, but not yar. Well, <laughs> it, it actually well, goes back rar. Uh, rar to the early days of piracy when uh, yar just got canceled. It, yep. Yeah, they canceled oh, yar. Can't, people, you can't say it anymore. Yeah, people <laughs> got offended. Old Redbeard offended somebody. <laughs> Old <laughs> Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> and say yar too. Blackbeard's like, you can't say that anymore. Probably Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Say that to her. I mean, he, he had no souls. That's confirmed. Can I quote you on that? Mm. Uh, yeah, you can quote me on it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to own up to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Quote me I'm a like non-committal this. person when it comes to quotes. Well, it's yeah, on a podcast, just... so... Yeah, but it's also <laughs> on a podcast okay. that I won't own up to it, so... I mean... <laughs> oh, I guess I mean, right. if I were ever writing a paper, I'd be like, um, Properties of Nature said oh, that okay. the reason why pirates don't say yar anymore is because Redbeard said it to Queen Elizabeth or some shit like canceled. that. Got canceled. And <laughs> Twitter canceled. ratioed him and canceled him. Yeah, it's very yeah. important. Twitter canceled Redbeard. He was doxxed, yes. That's actually how they he died. He found his boat and sent him, le- yeah, sent him letters. That's how he died. For, um... For real though, it's 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 just because internet piracy is a thing. There's actually a part in the song where it goes da 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 da, and he's like, 
they talk about um, it's essentially like y'all ain't beat us up the fuck yet because like we still got our servers like you can't take us down like that's we we talk about piracy in the song but nobody would notice that unless we mentioned it on a podcast oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good thing we're here this is that. yeah dude. it's for that secret them secret sneaky bits all right i'll admit that's that was a tough question, question but you can do better all right well <laughs> that kind of led me into another one uh which is like what were like the ideas behind your lyrics and stuff because they were pretty interesting oh. lyrics i remember yeah. like <laughs> for you that ever thrown song up or before? just in general i mean just like whatever um if you did what josh did with a name generator but you did it for about <laughs> seven minutes worth of song and then you just wrote that down and, and went with it what i honestly I, i'm not gonna lie I'll, I'll be very frank i i wrote did i write all of the lyrics uh, except I, for probably like like maybe five percent Okay, so and most lyrics, most of most of what I did was like meow eight times, banana nut fourteen times. Yeah, uh, so takes two to tango. I got a mango, which is no longer on the album, which which devastates me. Um, damn. Yeah, good you heard it here, folks. <laughs> was that uh, exclusive? The song, the song with Isaac was supposed to say takes two to tango. I got a mango, and Drew said no, so <laughs> we 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 changed it. Um, the, that would have been epic. It would have been good, but in hindsight, I wish we did it. Uh, the lyrics are mostly like me just keeping a stream of consciousness going, like, and kind of telling a bit of a story, but not really know what I'm going to saying. And then after the song is finished, then I I go, okay, this is what the song is about. I kind of more put a point to it after it's been made. There was a point when we were in the studio, and Drew asked me, "So what's this song about?" And I was like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I really, Shit. genuinely, I have no clue. I can't. Except for one song on the album, one night had stand. a unified theme, start to finish, and I think it's honestly one of the best songs on the album, and that's Sarcoma. Sarcoma. Sarcoma is Canyon's lyrical coming of age, if you will. Yeah. I, I wrote the lyrics for that song in like 15 minutes because they were at the studio record it was supposed while to be we were at the studio recording the song it was supposed to be an instrumental song and then drew was like this needs lyrics and i was like fuck and josh was like hey we're recording lyrics for sarcoma and i'm like we don't have that and he's like yeah give them to me so then i sent them <laughs> lyrics in like 15 minutes they cut it down and made it sound way better than what i wrote and now it's a song about it's a it's a song about cancer and my dead aunt. But it's good. It's a good song. Yeah. I resonate with that song a lot. That song, that's actually like one yeah, of the like one that favorites one I have. It's and really I'll be honest, pretty. I am a fan of your lyrics too. So <laughs> don't be too well, critical. I am Thank God for that. Your lyrics, Canyon. I sing they're, them. They're okay. I'm I working, wouldn't sing I'm them. I wouldn't sing them if I didn't like them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they're fun to sing, yeah. The sarcoma just goes all over the place. Like it's really, it's really pretty and like happy in the choruses. It's got the bittersweet in there. It makes you feel things, and I, I really wanted that for this, for this song because I, I wrote it for my mom, um, because that was that was her sister that that happened to, and I, I wanted it to be good. That's why I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel something when I hear this song. The other ones are just super fun, and I really like them. So I feel like I, did, I feel like we did a good job on that one. I think arthritis. <laughs> written in the span of like 30 minutes arthritis was the <laughs> arthritis was the working title for sarcoma 
Because it called arthritis. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, they they wrote it at one band practice. They were just like chilling around. They're like, let's just like jam, and then they played that song, and it, it was just really cool. Uh, Canyon started out with, and uh, yeah, that's why that has, song has chords in it. What? That's why that song only has four chords in it. We just played them differently a bunch of times, and that's the whole song. Yeah. But One Night Stand also has, like, a meaning behind it. Yeah. Does it? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that was an awesome answer, I will say. One Night Stand is about, uh, uh, basically, some dude goes on a date with somebody, and then he gets, like, uh, essentially, like, uh, ghosted, crazy, and then he murders her. So that's... That's it. it. But it's a it's longer than that. It's it's a little bit more. There's you know there's a story to it. You gotta kind of you gotta dump it. It's a story that's just vague enough that it leaves you asking questions, but specific yeah, yeah. enough that you know it's there. <laughs> it's a like coming in the of chorus, age tale like, for Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like it's like is it, it's obviously like a crazy guy. It's from the perspective of a crazy dude. So the the lyrics in the chorus are like, "You make me feel like a better man." To think I only met you last week. So he like met this girl like a week ago. And he's like stalking her, you know, and she she ghosted him and she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. And I don't know. I my idea behind it, because I wrote that I wrote that chorus um, and that was the idea for the song. But what gave me the idea was um, there's a song Hail the Sun has about uh, swimming through the water pipes. I can't remember what song it is. Uh, some girl gets cut up. Disappearing syndrome, I think. Yeah, disappearing, oh, syndrome. disappearing syndrome. Some girl gets cut up and thrown into the into the water pipes in a hotel or something. It's supposedly a true story. Ours is not, but uh, that's good. If anything, this is sounding like Honey Revenge Part Two. Maybe. Honey Revenge Part Two. Yeah, it's yeah, honey. What is Honey Revenge? What is this song? That's from a DGD. Acceptance speech album. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I know which song this is. It's pretty infamous for its lyrics about I mean, stalking and fans like are always writing about creepy guys doing shit to girls, so it's not the first time. DGD yeah. wasn't the first to do it, so No. And the idea what behind it wasn't like, look at the creepy man. It's always like, you know <laughs> I, it's Yeah, it's a girl. It's never like, yeah, yeah dude, let's exactly. go creepy man. It's never that. that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Rock out to this, guys. Yeah. yeah probably should have said that. Know, it's better, a, if anything, it was just a cool story. It's just a cool <laughs> exactly, story. Exactly, yeah. That was actually one of the things. Sorry Excuse was actually originally titled Your Sorry Excuse for a Cheating Whore, which when you say it, it sounds really bad, but our idea was in Sorry Excuse, <laughs> it's, it's a guy pushing his, like, feelings about the relationship onto the woman and just making her feel bad about herself. Um, and mm. we didn't want people to think we were misogynistic. Yeah, uh, that was very uh, asking Alexandria-esque, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and so <laughs> Drew was like, you should probably change the name to Sorry Excuse, and we were like, yeah, we don't, we, yeah, we don't want any bad things to happen from it because we didn't want people to like see it in the wrong way, like from the perspective of the guy. I'm pretty sure our first post on like Facebook Maybe our first, our first one about that song being released, at least, uh, actually says, sorry, excuse for a cheating whore, and we couldn't advertise it. So that was another reason. Oh, yeah. Because it, uh, it said whore in the title, so they didn't want to let us uh, market it. 
which makes sense. We've we've been we've had a lot of learning lessons, and uh, it's been nice. It, it's been nice knowing what you. I'm so fidgety. Dude. Should and shouldn't do, and can and can't do. All right. Um. So I'm curious. What was what's your uh, music background? Like what what like what were y'all doing that made y'all decide to be an inst- uh, artist? Um. Well, we can go like one at a time with that. Uh, all right. Because we all have, like, I feel like we all have, like, a pretty cool story for everything. Wait, wait, wait. As far as, like, us becoming well, musicians? Yeah, yeah. Why did y'all, like, not why, but, like, what what were y'all doing to become musicians? Or, like, you know, what's your background in it? Got it. Kind of a weirdly worded question, I'll admit. <laughs> no, I, yeah, like I a feel like a summarization of, like, basically, like, when did you first pick up an instrument? When did yeah, you, like, st- realize, yeah, exactly. hey, I'm going to be doing this? Exactly, because, I mean, it's, it's pretty relatable. Everyone's picking up instruments all the time, so I thought I'd be good in question to ask. Gabe's got a pretty good story for that. Me? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. Um, I pretty much, like, was playing music in school ever since, like, sixth grade. I was in percussion, and I was actually, like, a percussion major in college, but I stopped pursuing it because I was in this band called Shine Bright from Southern Utah, now they're rebranded as like this band called Later, and I think they're on We Are Triumphant. An eight. But um, yeah, I actually I like broke both of my shoulders, which kind of put me out for a while, and so I left that band and joined this band after I kind of healed up and met these guys. But yeah, I I don't know. I've I learned guitar. When I was, like, younger, just trying to, like, play, like, Avenged Sevenfold, as dumb as that is. <laughs> it gave you a lot of good techniques. Yeah, but... Get those sweeps down, right? Yeah. All those yeah. sweeps I put in, yeah. Who wants to go next? <laughs> I can go. I can go. So uh, when I was in like sixth grade, I started playing like the violin and I played that for like four years. I don't nice. think I ever got very good at it. Classical. Um, yeah. uh, but I changed schools and went to the school Canyon was going to and uh, started playing guitar uh, with a teacher. His name was uh, man, Dave something. I forgot his last name. Dave Anderson. Grohl? Yeah, David Anderson. He yeah, taught he taught me and Canyon guitar uh, fairly well. We were playing classical stuff, and a lot of the stuff he was having us play was like weird time signature stuff in classical uh, uh, styles. Like we were playing like nine eight stuff that shifted to six eight, that shifted to seven eight and five four. He was having us play some like actually pretty advanced. I don't even think. I think it was the intermediate class, or maybe we were in the higher class. But regardless, that's that's another thing that shaped our our sound as well. That teacher, man, he Dave Anderson's is, a fucking legend. He's sick. Uh, I don't think this band would exist without him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. They are classically cha- tra- trained, and also I also played violin and was not very good at it. Cool. So I feel that college I, for I like two violin. years guitar so i i can i can do finger style on guitar pretty well uh but i've never really learned like very many people's like band songs like i've i've learned like classical pieces and that's pretty much uh 
at some point I want to be learning other people's songs. I tried to learn uh, Eternity Forever's song, uh, or is it Eternity or is it Fantasy Forever? What is Eternity it? Eternity Forever. Eternity Forever. And yeah, the song's so. called Fantasy. Yeah. 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 Tried to learn that song. That. You got it, bro. You got it. I can't play up to that speed. It's insane. Uh, who that guitarist is? I can't remember his name, but he's is Brandon it? Ewing. Brandon Ewing. No, I thought he was Brandon Ewing. Ewing or something. He, Brandon Ewing. He plays pretty well. Like I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could play that good. <laughs> Well, you you mimicked it pretty well, like like with your voice. Just sing it, I yeah. Just yeah. acapella. Yeah. You don't even need to like learn how to yeah. play it on guitar. Right, man. Um, I'm an acapella band now. Um, yeah, uh, just go for it, man. See, I I learned from a guy named another guy named Dave, but in Virginia. I I grew up in Virginia, and I lived in the middle of. Uh, the woods so I had like bears as friends so like that's all I had to do was play guitar so I took about like two I don't know a couple lessons from this Dave guy who taught me like a bunch of finger picking techniques and he taught me like, just a bunch of country songs and I was in hell um, uh. <laughs> uh, but he, he taught me he taught me a fair bit and then from there I stopped going to him and I just like stayed at home and learned like a bunch of random songs on Guitar Tab Pro when it was actually a good app and wasn't a money sucker and uh, from there it, it just kind of like gave me an opportunity to learn like that i don't need to be restricted in like playing styles a, as in like um if i wanted to play something figure out a way to play it and that's what i did so that's why if i ever want to sound i can i can make that sound uh like different techniques even with the the right hand and the left hand and that's kind of where i was at mostly self-taught i took guitar in high school in dave's class it was super fun uh, especially hanging out with Josh. We went on like trips and stuff like that. So I've been doing music like most of my life, mostly guitar, um, starting out in Virginia. So I had a lot of time to do that, like hours every day, because otherwise it was just go out and look at trees. All right. Cater Thomas. Hello. Got the story, boys. Tell uh, it up. I, when I was like really young in elementary school, I tapped on my desk all the time. And so then once I was, like, middle school age, my parents, like, literally forced me to go join, like, after-school rock lessons for the drums. And uh, I was, like, super resistant at first. I was like, no, this is trash. Because at the time, I was, like, working a lot on FL Studio and doing, like, digital production and, like, goofing around a lot. So I was like, nah, real instruments are for nerds. I want to be a computer musician. And uh, anyways, eventually they, eventually they got me behind the drum kit. And uh, it was a, a lot of fun. And so I just practiced a lot and got better at it and then like once I got into the high into high school I kind of just stopped doing any anything other than digital production like I kind of stopped doing the drums because I stopped doing the after school lessons and everything and then after I finished high school uh I was like borderline considering selling my drum kit and just doing like audio production and then Canyon like messaged me do you still play drums bud I was like well <laughs> kind of yeah and I just like hurried as fast as I could to try to practice again so I didn't sound like trash playing with them. <laughs> Got back to a decent level and then joined the band. So that's pretty and much it. Now look at you. That's you got an yeah. EP out. So. Yeah, right? That's such a good story, too. Yeah. The question is, is it an EP? It's, it's almost 30 minutes. It's seven songs. That's true. 
out if it's an EP or just a weird, sh- super short album. You can Nobody call cares it anymore. If Kanye Nobody can call cares. six songs that are seven, it totals up to 17 minion, minutes an album, we can call our seven that totals up to 30 minutes an album. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. It's, Only musicians it's 29 care. 29 minutes and 30 seconds or something. We'll call it a double. It's a double EP. Yeah. <laughs> double EP. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. Uh, me, I started playing the clarinet what? in seventh grade. Dude, and, I didn't even oh. know that either. Yeah. Um,. And I was a total, like, piece of shit in seventh grade. And I was, like, disruptive in band class. And I didn't care about it at all. Um, And then in eighth grade, I moved... My family moved to Kentucky. um, And I started playing bass clarinet, which was, like... I liked it a lot more. And marching band out there was, like this huge deal and every like podunk like small school had this like elaborate marching band that put on big productions um and so i learned the euphonium uh or like the baritone out there to play with the marching band yeah um and i did that in eighth to ninth grade and I really loved the bass clarinet because I played that for like concert band, and I would like go to solo festivals on the bass clarinet. Um, and I pretty much stuck to like the lower register instruments. Um, I moved out to Cedar City in on my junior year of high school, and I started on tuba, and I would play tuba a lot. Um, I played the bass trombone and the Barry sax in the Jesus. jazz band. <laughs> you um, tell me we can record live orchestra going. right now? Dude, yeah, I would become a ska band now, right? I play a single wind instrument these days. Oh, but, uh, useless. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was so into, like, music and just, uh, like, learning instruments and playing them. That's basically all I did. Um, I was on our, like frisbee team in high school that was my sport but (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing everything else was like music music um and then the summer before my senior year i started teaching myself guitar um and i would play like a perfect circle songs and like chevelle and tool because those were like the kind of bands i was listening to and also like a lot of jack white white stripes um and i had a couple like really shitty bands in high school like rock bands that i would i sang for those and played guitar and then after high school i was just uh playing bass for a bunch of different bands um but i was like playing bass as like like a guitarist you know that that kind of bassist where i wasn't like totally like sold that i would be a bassist for my like musical journey um oh you were trying to like upgrade into guitar (laughs) not really it's just like i just kind of felt like i was a guitarist but this band needed a bassist so i'd play bass for them (laughs) Dude, Uh, that's like like, literally 
it's still I think that's happening. most bass players. I think that's most <laughs> bass players. Yeah, I was yeah. supposed to be the guitarist for Properties of Nature, and then I don't know what happened. We couldn't find a bass yeah. player. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, but yeah, with this band, um, I've totally like dove into bass. Um, and now when I listen to music, I like listen to bass lines, and I uh, that's like my favorite thing. Um, it's such a different instrument than guitar. Like when you really dive into it, and it's just uh, it's really fun. And it's it definitely great. is. Yeah, and bass could add like so much like personality to a song. Um, yeah, do you have like do you have like some favorite bass players? Um, yeah, Jacko Pistorius, uh, yes. Joe Dart from Wolfpack. Um. I don't Volpec. know that. Yeah, Volpec's really fucking cool. Um, I don't know the name of the bassist, but he, uh, he or she plays for this band called Crumb, and they just have such cool bass lines. They're so inventive. Um, you have you ever heard of the band? Uh, uh, it's bass, drums, and singing, and it's fucking insane. Uh, oh, Mage Hand. No, no, no. Well, actually, Mage Hand is crazy. Uh, they're from Texas, I think. Oh. Uh, nice. Uh, the bassist's out. name is Jesse Broder, by the way. Oh, okay. Also, the bassist yeah. for uh, Tesseract. He's, like, really fucking cool, too. Nice. I really like the art for your uh, album, your double EP. Oh. <laughs> and I was wondering, uh, what was the inspiration for it and who did it? A uh, guy named uh, Carlos Garcia O'Dowd. Yeah, he's from Spain. He actually moved to New York, so as far as I know, he lives in New York now. But uh, I found him. I was desperately looking for art uh, for our album. I wanted something busy. I wanted something with a lot of stuff going on. And art like that's expensive, by the way. I think we paid three thousand dollars, somewhere yeah. near that, for our album art. Uh, wow. Which sounds like a lot but i i was talking to drew and i found out the a lot like birds album costs three thousand dollars too like art like this just costs a lot of money but it's worth it it looks cool people love it uh i like it i think it was totally Production worth it quality i love the art the fucking roof yeah Definitely. but i found him on up uh busy artwork i don't remember exactly what i was looking up but i found a bunch of people we actually almost went with the guy who designed uh adventure time nice, the, yeah oh like every like the whole like background uh that artist is ridiculous that's cool i mean he was your guys is a cut like album art is really dope it stands out do you guys think you'll work with him again yeah for sure we love him we don't we, know i want if... him to be our artist oh. i want him to be I oh, like yeah. when bands do that, like, yeah. like Circa does with the Seo Andrews and like, of course uh, Adolphus and with... Matthias or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They'll be the unofficial sixth property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, my final question is, um, or did you have something else to say? Or? No, no, that's probably it. All right. Uh, my final question is, which I guess y'all just had a. Uh, your album come out, so I was wondering when your next project will come out, but I mean, if you don't know exactly, it makes sense, too. We don't uh, have an idea. We're, like a, exactly. we're a decent way through writing it already. Oh, uh, really? 
Yeah. Album two is about like uh, uh, halfway to three fourths of the way done, and then we have uh, things we're planning on releasing hopefully within the next six months to kind of peak every, like, you know, keep everybody looking at us until we can release album two. We do have a music video coming out really soon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we don't, oh. we don't. For Pirates. Get a release date. But yeah. It's Are you going to dress pirates as Pirates? Music video. No. Um, Wait, that, that would have been pretty idea. great. That was my idea. <laughs> can you tell us anything about it? Um, well, I spray Thomas in the penis with a squirt gun, <laughs> so that uh, happens yeah. during the there, video. There's a there's a scene where um, a bass guitar is used as a weapon to splash other people with water. It's it's a legendary scene, honestly. Thomas just goes absolutely <laughs> mad with it. It's actually the bass. Like a baseball bat. <laughs> it's the same bass. Uh, the other music video we released for uh, Sorry Excuse. It's that bass. It's more of a, I'd say it's more of a feel-good video than a playthrough video. Yeah, yeah it's cool. essentially, we paid Shane from Ivory Media Works uh, to hang out with us and record us while we had a beach day, was essentially what we fucking did. Anime beach day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, had a, we had an anime beach day. Oh shit, we have our you own anime instruments. beach episode. Yeah, and yeah dude. <laughs> it's kind of early uh, well, on the series to do that though, right? It's a risk yeah, but that we're willing fine. to take. It's fine. <laughs> a filler um, that people want. Uh, by the way, shout out to, uh, to to our artist Carlos Garcia Dad, Carlos God on uh, Instagram, and same with uh, Shane, Shane. Uh, Stewart Ivory Media Works on Instagram. Those guys have been a tremendous help to us. Like honestly, it, it's honestly, been sick dealing with them. It's like we're we're a band of very goofy people. We're we're we like play off of each other and we're really goofy. Every time we've worked with somebody, they've just immediately taken role of like being dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everybody we've ever worked with is just dad. Yeah. Like, who was much. our dad for the studio? Shane was our dad for the videos. Like we just have a bunch of dads. It's great. And now Anthony's our dad. Yeah, our literal dad. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony. Oh, yeah. Dad. Anthony's Anthony uh, Pocheco is our uh, band manager now. So. Which is slick. He's so good. I love him. Oh, love that dude. He's, he's a great so dad. He's a great. He's a great guy. He's always great got good dad. advice for. He's a, yeah, he's that too. He <laughs> he's always got great advice daddy. for like. Yeah. Daddy AF. I don't know about daddy. <laughs> uh, this is going a little. This is going a little more sexual than I wanted it to. Big, big daddy playlist over there, man. Sexual. Big. Big Papa. <laughs> All right, and, well, that's it for me, unless you want to talk about what shows you've been re- talk, uh, watching recently, but we're kind of running long, so. Uh, yeah, we'll skip shows for now. Maybe maybe cool. Props of Nature Demo Next Team time. Part 2 in the future. We'll, we'll slip that one in there. Yeah. Are we going to do a right. part, two? part 2 for sure? I'm we'll down. We'll love to have you back on. But uh, for our final, usually we wrap up the episodes with uh, what we've been listening to lately. Um, if you guys are interested in sharing oh, what you've been listening snake to. My, snake my question, Ryan? Yeah, of course. Oh, Damn. Snake in the grass. Yeah, gonna drive over oh, we boat. always snake each other's questions. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be daddy now. <laughs> Who's daddy? <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll start off. You're all daddy. Uh, Polyphia. Love their new album. Absolutely. Uh, Obviously, Afterburner, because I'm not a dummy. 
old a lot like Bird. The new album's really good too. Uh, Drew worked on that one as well. It's it's really good. It's just I, I don't know, I it just it's not on pace with my brain. I got that ADHD and just regular music nowadays. I can't do it. Um, so oh. old a lot like Birds. I absolutely love it. Secret Band, Snail's House, which is fun. Dwelling. <laughs> Who's just saying dwellings? <laughs> I'm getting there. I got a whole list. Uh, Royal Coda, The Speed of Sound and Seawater, which was a big influence on the first album. They're and Moscow. Yeah, right. Say thank you for knowing them. Yeah. Uh, what the dude has like that solo project is so good. Um, uh, what, Damien, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, so much I think light. It's called so much light. Yeah. So much light. Yeah, it's really good. Is it like the like red and blue version albums? No, no. Oh. It's like it's like pop yeah. style kinda. It's still like I think it's kind of progressive. I can't remember what it sounds like exactly. It's good. Okay. It, I'll give it a listen. It's definitely got some like huge pop influences. He has a song with the uh, with um God I'm drawing a blank, the uh chick from Cubit. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yvette. Wow, I can't believe I gonna remember that young yeah oh damn fancy he's stepping over here that's (laughs) slick what what Uh, else you guys got for uh recent listens uh i've been listening to cat bamboo cat bamboo cat bamboo shoot tell us about that what's up with that um it's the band is kai williams and i don't really know any of the other members but i'm friends with him on facebook and it's like this really cool um, instrumental band, but they just barely put out like a single. A single, right? Like in May, yeah, called Swindle, and that's really good. So give that a listen. For sure. I mean, anybody else got got music they're listening just to right now? Like music we're listening to recently? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what like? What are we with? Like I was saying earlier. Uh, Mannequin Mishap, super cool. Singer, I think both of the guys, it's a two-person band, I think both of them sing, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not going to tell you that they do, but uh, <laughs> they kind of sound like Kurt Travis in some parts, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, and then the bass Ooh. is going like, the whole fucking time, it's going ham. <laughs> fucking amazing. No, seriously, look up the song. And let me... If it doesn't, if it doesn't sound exactly like that little lip, <laughs> it'll sound... Dude, it sounds exactly like that. They only have like 163 monthly listeners on Spotify. Like they're they're not super well known, but they have a song called Tea Party with a, with my taxidermist, and that song is like straight fire. Like, oh my god, I love burn, it. Burn. Okay. Yeah, that one that one starts out like, and you'll know what I mean when you when you hear that because it sounds like that. There's like some weird effect on the bass, and it's going like, bro, it's like an octave or something. I'm bro, you need to make to a, uh, out. bro. You need to make like an acapella like uh, instrumental <laughs> album just with all your little. <laughs> Dude, someday it's gonna happen. But there's Gosh. also another band called Subtlety. Man, their music. I've been listening to them a lot. Uh, another small band. Another small band. I don't know where they're from, but uh, yeah, their music's lit. I, yeah, oh, I, I forgot some. Fuck, Mage Hand, and obviously Animoria, and then Roman Pilots. Ever since Dwellings, or Isaac did that that song with them, I, I've been listening to all their shit. I'm sorry, I'll shut up now, but it's good. It's good. There's good, a good. band in Salt Lake that I want to plug. Um, they're not a band anymore, but they're called Visitors. Mm-hmm. And 
they uh they're like really fucking good um they had an ep called blue shift and it's definitely like right up there with like circus survive uh hail the sun type stuff and then they their singer um moved on to a new project called glow g-l-o-e oh that's how uh, i found we're, we're familiar with glow that's uh yeah Ryan. that's yeah, oh, yeah. I, Ian Cooperstein, I think his name is. Yo, Thomas, Glow. Uh, I was listening to Glow's music. That's actually how I found Drew Owens. They got yeah. recorded, their first album. That's how I found... Uh, I was looking them up on uh, Bandcamp, and I was listening to their music, and I was like, who recorded these guys? And he just said yeah, Drew Owens, so I gave I gave him a lookup, and I called him, and that's how he actually had that happen. If you like Glow, look up Visitors. Uh, it's the same singer. They're... Like their EP called Blue Shift is just fucking amazing. I love it. Cool. Uh, um, I'm writing all of this down to add it to the playlist. Yeah. <gasps> I'm looking it up too because I. Man, it. How do you spell visitors? V I S or something? Visitors? Yeah. Yeah. No. You got it. Okay, dude. Skeletor, but without the E's. I'm following them. I'm going to listen to them later. Uh,. I don't know if this is actually the band. I don't see Blue Shift. Oh, there we go. Okay, sick. I'm I'm excited. New music. Because Glow is pretty legit. They released an album recently. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. It's super the, progressive. The bass uh, on that that new album by Glow is awesome. I really I'm going like. to go listen to it again. But uh, I tried listening to it and I wasn't a big fan. But their first album I really liked. Their vocalist is trippy because like he does all these covers of like post hardcore songs and like his range is all over the place. But like in his own project, he like sounds kind of like the dude from Anne Berlin, which is like crazy. Mm. Yeah. This was over before before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Anyway, you got more music. Where can people find you guys? Oh, um. Properties of Nature on YouTube at uh, Pond Band, capital P O N underscore band on Instagram. Is that correct? I believe. Or, 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 or no, uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just Properties of Nature Band. Okay. Um, follow us there because that's where we're going to be posting like our our streams whenever we're doing streams, whenever we upload like actual fun YouTube videos outside of the band, just so you can get to know us. Uh, and our podcast will probably be up around the same time this one is up. I'm not sure when you guys get that going. About a, about a week. About yeah. a week. So yeah, that's probably, a, probably about right. All right. It'll probably be up uh, whenever this is up. Uh, just the podcast, uh, the capital P O N cast, and that's us. Yeah, nice. you can find right, me man. at Cade's house. No, no. <laughs> no I'm, usually at, I'm usually at my house. Yeah. Well, so. if I'm being honest, me too. I'm usually, uh, yeah, I'm I'm usually in Kate's house too. If I'm being honest, he just doesn't yeah. know it. Really, I don't even know if I exist. So you could probably find me like maybe uh, on the internet. Yeah, I don't, in the I don't know if plane. I exist anywhere else. Kdub.com. Yeah, Kdub. Kdub. Dude, I'd go look up some Kdub.com. For real, let's go right now. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> we're we're doing it. We're doing yeah, it on the podcast. Were, you guys were awesome, funny as fuck. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys. Looking forward to thanks, the man. podcast, yeah. to the YouTube videos, and all that stuff. Uh, thank you. I can't wait to be back this on. This was uh, so much fun. Us. Oh yeah, yeah we want y'all. We definitely have to have you back on. You guys come back uh, anytime y'all want. Right. Come back next week. Oh, right now. 
Like right, right now. now. Second, <laughs> second one right now. <laughs> All right. Peace out, guys. Thanks, yeah, All right. Later. Gentlemen. Thank you it's for coming on again. Later. Do I, are you all, are you all leaving? Did Gabe leave? Yeah, yeah, we're at County. <laughs> Jokes on him. We're we're still going. We're still gonna we're gonna talk with whoever's here. This is it. This is the real this is the real podcast. See, Starting yeah, out. The real they, podcast. <laughs> this is the uh, real one. No, I'm gonna go make music with Mikey and Gabe. We're gonna go shopping. Oh, okay. But uh, okay, you gentlemen have, have a good time. Bye y'all. Okay. You too. Bye. Later. Well, I had a Later. fun time. You guys are chill. Add me on Facebook and talk to me if you feel like it. I'm I'm oh, way down. Same. Dude, Make I'm David add all of you guys. Uh, Later. Heck yeah. I'm sure it's like almost dinner time for David. Yes, David. it is. He's starving. Well, that man. was properties oh. of nature, man. They were definitely. They were cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. that was dope. Fun as fuck. So now we gotta we gotta talk on. what we've been listening to. Back on yeah. our bullshit. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start it off. Um, so the new "If I Die First drop, like the whole EP, and it's. I mean, Fire. we've been listening. We've yeah, we've been listening to it for a while, but uh, I'm curious. I don't know. Do you guys have a favorite song? Mine is track um, three. Is it, is it me or your secrets that keep you up at night? Something like that. Yeah, I think that's my favorite too. Uh, let me see real quick though. I think the third track was my favorite. Burying a parent was my. That's such a good one too. Yeah, I like uh, Ned Darb's uh, little uh, feature is like fire, dude. Like I, I no, just love no, Ned Darb, Ned Darb sings on the sings the chorus on "Is It Me or Your Secrets." Yeah, but he does like, the little low vocal part, doesn't he? The bri- the bridge in uh, "Burying a Parent." I don't know if it's him or. Or, I mean, uh, his, his voice sounds a lot different than, like, what's usually on. He's got, like, a lower register, I would imagine. Well, I know Listening what you're talking about, it. where he says, like, sleep well, something, something. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, I wonder if that was Lotus, though, because he does, he does lower register stuff. And I asked uh, Nedar about it, and he's like, no, nah, I think the only time you can really hear me is on that third track, the chorus. Uh, so it, I just, it I just been, I figured because the song when it was in its demo state was called Ned Song. Ned Arb so. Song, yeah. I think I think he just wrote most of it, probably like the lyrics and stuff. We should just like beg them to be on the podcast so they can answer yeah. these questions. They get they, like, Matt, they liked our tweet about the playlist I put out this nice. week, and well, so, we gotta beg yeah, them. They, they're busy. They're you know they're already uh, recording most of the second EP. They they went on Instagram Live and and they uh, previewed one of the songs. And what do you think? It's dope. Like it sounds pretty similar to uh, what what they did on this album. I, I would say a little more energy because it has a breakdown and the breakdown in the song goes as hard as uh as no serenity. Like the, yeah, as no serenity. Which nice. You no, know, no serenity. No serenity is like the heaviest song on the album. Yeah. Just like grindy noise core, dude. I love it. So to mix both sounds, you know, and like it, get that heavy uh, breakdown, it's it's gonna be a favorite for sure. I dig it. Um, David, did you check it out? See, man, that's like the one thing I forgot to listen to. I'm sorry, I missed out. It's, it's all, all good. good, man. It just gives us another reason to talk about them next week when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
we're gonna keep three weeks or four weeks in a row or something like that (laughs) we're gonna keep this love affair going man so 100 gigs uh they dropped a remix of hand crushed by a mallet um it's my favorite song by them and so throughout the year they've actually been doing a bunch of remixes for everything on their on their first album i think like uh, they have that song ringtone. They had like Charlie XCX and like mm-hmm. some bigger pop stars on Rico it, so. Nasty. Yeah, yeah, Rico and... Nasty. So to go from that to like going into the scene and having Fallout Boy and Craig Owens on a song was pretty cool. But the cherry on top was Nicole Dollinganger because I feel like a lot of people don't even know about her. I I stumbled upon her like. I don't know, like on Tumblr, like a couple years ago, and I was really intrigued by her whole um, aesthetic, and like she kind of has this like weird, like creepy baby voice that she kind of like sings these like almost like acoustic gothic sounding songs, like really dark lyrics, but sung by like a very angelic sounding voice, and like they're usually stripped down. Like she had, like she did this really creepy uh, cover of My Chemical Romance, uh, yeah, My Chemical Romance's uh, Helena, and I like I've just been like kind of paying attention to her ever since. Like Grimes took her on tour, and she's been pretty quiet for a while now. But to to see her pop up on Hundred Gex with Craig Owens and Fall Out Boy was pretty dope. What would you guys think of the song? I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like uh, like the original version had like more happy hardcore vibes, which I I love all that early '90s like dance music where it was just like instead of uh, program drums, they had to like tap it in themselves and stuff. Like it kind of had that vibe with like the high pitch vocals and stuff. But like the remix, oh, dude, I'm like a big like I kind of wish that uh, Patrick Stump had a little more going on. Yeah, in the song. I, I think I think my expectations were like, oh crap, we're gonna get patrick stump from uh under the court tree and take this to your grave which yeah. he got like a little of bit course, but... of, co- of course no no i think we got newer patrick stump i don't know the name yeah. of any of the newer albums i mean like what we got and that makes well, sense i was happy with that for sure vocally, hey. vocally. the instruments like surrounding it also wasn't like didn't i don't think it, it sounded more old i think that was a thing so yeah it yeah. was weird it, it kind of started off with just kind of like Bass, the bass right, yeah. and I, I'm sure that was Pete, which is why it says it features Fall Out Boy and not just Patrick Stump. But like, yeah. I, I love the original like so much. Like, it has like all these like different layers to it that that make it awesome. Like, I know Ryan, uh, you know, he's kind of throws a happy hardcore uh, genre on there, which I, I get that. I think happy hardcore is a little too happy for what for what a uh, hundred gex does and almost like a little too fast paced like hundred gex just is like a huge mesh of like different genres and i don't I'll know they to, do like really I'll interesting to, stuff i'll have to throw a dj hicksie song at you just so you could kind of see where i'm coming from because it's yeah, not I mean, entirely I've, like... I've listened to a lot of happy hardcore but yeah please throw me dj hicksie yeah it's, a, it's some old, like, early 90s, like, UK oh, rave. Dude. Oh, I would okay, love cause, that. Because mo- most <laughs> happy hardcore that I've listened to just sound, like, sped up, Chipmunk. like, Chipmunk bullshit. 
Yeah. It's like night. It's like a lot of nightcore. Night, nightcore, yeah. It sounds nightcore, like Bachelor Happy or Nightcore. Yeah, Nightcore is awful. I will say that. <laughs> happy Hardcore. The Happy Hardcore I listened to, I liked at least. Dude, there's so many Dance Gavin Dance Nightcore uh, remixes. Like, see, that's like what I wanted to say. Like, there's actually some DGD Nightcore I enjoy. <laughs> if you look up for it on YouTube. You got you, like you got a strong fortitude, bro. If you can endure that stuff, you got you got strong <laughs> Night, you got strong ears. Nightcore times New Roman, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we've talked about um what what's that bald dude that reviews uh, albums? Oh, uh, whatever his name. Anthony um, Fantano. Yeah, Anthony Fantano. Like I, the first uh like, I, just by looking at him, I knew that that like, I wouldn't like him because he seems like really snobby. interesting moses yeah (laughs) i know i know why you're saying that but um (laughs) i had to watch his his video of him talking about 100 gex because i was like i wonder like it's either gonna go one way or the other he's gonna hate him he was he was all over that yeah yeah he liked it and i was i was uh surprised surprised at all was because it, it's it like I think form? I think he had to like it too though is the other thing which it's so different and like well I mean like it's just like the people who watch him it, it like he, I don't think you can get away with not liking it but no I don't I don't know because a lot of people hate on them oh uh, that's I mean understandable I mean uh, I'm not that huge into him to be honest but um it just kind of sounds like hyped up Rico nasty in my opinion <laughs> um. I guess I realized listening to them this week that like I listened to them a lot because my ex was really into them. So, and I like was aware of them, but I like wasn't really actively listening to them till I guess this weekend. For um for Adult Swim, and I've been listening to Dylan Brady for a while. He's one of the members. Yeah, Um, he he's produced a lot of beats for. For uh, Lil Aaron and you know just different SoundCloud artists, so like I, I've known of him and oh dude, he actually did this dope beat where it's um where he takes like the guitar riff of uh, Emily by From First to Last and that kind of makes it into like a trap beat. It's pretty cool. Oh, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think I'll probably come around to it, but I'm like not totally into it right now. But yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Fantasy Camp, who is part of, like, that, like, emo SoundCloud group, like, he, he has a whole project with Zubin, and he's in a group with Zubin and NetArb called Misery Club. He actually started his own band called, uh, Wild Red, I think, and they, yeah, yeah, they, they, like, just dropped, like, an EP of three songs. It kind of has like a garage pop punk vibe to it. Like it sounds like a mixture of pity sex and waves. Uh, I really digged it. So it'd be cool to see like more people from that scene make music. Um, and just to go through shit quickly, Juice World dropped a new album. It's his first album that's dropped after he passed away. So I had to like, you know, check it out. I was a big fan. So yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie 28 Weeks Later, but it had like this really cool like soundtrack and and oh yeah and like movie score like like the 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 guy who did the score is this musician called John Murphy, 
and he has a song called In the House in a Heartbeat, and it plays pretty much throughout the whole um, movie whenever there's like a suspenseful scene. And I, I like, thought it's he like the uh, something like I can I can sing like it, the actually. opening like the opening song and they yeah, do yeah, it but, and, yeah. And then they it builds do it up. in other movies too, though. Like it's been used. In, I think Danny Boyle was he the guy who made who directed it. Well, I'm not talking about the bump. I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, no, no. It's like an actual song. Um, yeah. That builds up. It's it's really cool. I'm gonna throw it on the playlist. Uh, Ninth Ninth Wonder created a, a super group with a bunch of different uh, jazz hip hop musicians. Uh, Terrence Martin, Robert. Glasper and Kamsey Washington. They just dropped their debut album, Dinner Party, and it might be my favorite thing that to come out this year. It's just got like a lot of cool, uh, like mellow vibes to it. It's very jazzy with with like that 808 sound. Uh, Donovan Malero has a new song with someone named Moon Doe, so I've been listening to that. Uh, we got a new Kid Cudi and Eminem song, which is <laughs> how was that? Uh, you know what? It like I thought it was cool to hear them both on a on a on a song together, but I think it would have been cooler if it happened like maybe five or six years ago. It was kind of it was all right. It was all right. Definitely worth listening to. Right. Um, other than that. New music from Lights, Into It, Over It, Manila Gray, uh, this band, The Hold Up from San Jose, The Dangerous Summer, St. John, uh, The Hunna featuring Travis Barker, and, and a pop punk band called Home Team, and this other guy named Contra Dish. It's what I've been listening to. How was the uh, Into It, Over It? Uh, I liked it a lot. It, you know, definitely sounds like that kind of pop punky midwestern emo mm-hmm. thing that he's been doing like he hasn't skipped a beat and recently he actually dropped like i think like more stripped down versions of a couple songs off of uh his 52 weeks album which was a really cool concept like he wrote a song every day for 52 weeks and like they were all really good but yeah like i i, I enjoyed it and i'm glad to hear new music from him yeah, I'll check that out. I, I used to listen to him a lot, but I haven't like probably listened to like any of their new stuff like in the last four years. So yeah, they're so good. Um, who's next? I can go. I got my I got my list. Oh, uh, you want to go, Dave? It's okay. Yeah, just real quick. Um, I mean, so I listened to like the the used the taste of ink. That track has been popping up in the playlist a little bit. Really catchy track. I know y'all were talking about the use a lot and how it kind of sparked a lot of post-hardcore. To that was my high school anthem, man. Like, like me and the me and the uh, good stuff there. Uh, I've been listening to singing along to that. But sorry, that? go on. Sorry, I, I just didn't even hear it. I was saying it was it was like my high school anthem. Like me and my friends used to like. You know, always drive drive around and just kind of sing along to that song, like at the top of our lungs. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, I also have been listening to Body Thief. Um, 
I know y'all mentioned that one as well. Uh, you know, cool little swancore thing going on. And oddly, like, the vocalist kind of reminds me of Tillian. Just, like, like their styles and, like, he kind of reminds me of, like, Tillian towards his, like, uh, Tides of Man's days. With, like, how hard he goes and how, like, more emotional he is. Yeah, um, shout out yeah. to Body Thief. Yeah, good stuff. Um, apparently, I don't know what y'all think about Whitechapel. But apparently, I listen. Classic. They're heavy, man. They're heavy, yeah. yeah. I like them. Have they yeah, done anything new lately? Or? Hmm. Anything new? Apparently, they came out with History Creek, an acoustic single, uh, April 14th. Okay. Interesting. That's something. It's like, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really listened to them much, but so, uh, I don't know. That's a thing. Um, and then, honestly, I just went back and listened to, like, some of the Minecraft soundtrack. Like, you know, the first album for all that. Honestly, Minecraft, uh, I don't know if y'all... I'd say I think a couple of y'all mentioned playing it, or... No, I've never played it. Never. Um, A little bit, but no, I wasn't that into it. Really? Okay. Well, shoot, uh, you know, it's cool if you don't, you know, don't care to really check it out. But, like, I'd say, like, the the music, though, it has a lot of really nice piano pieces. Really nice. Yeah, I kind of remember that. It was pretty relaxing. That was too no, yeah. after my time, but like I think I, I've seen that like a lot of bands have held uh, like live shows on mine on Minecraft, so that's kind of cool. Jeez, I love how you cut out live shows on Minecraft or live shows on a uh, Fortnite. <laughs> both. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> they've done both, but like, no, I mean which which I, I was it was a question, not a which one. I was like, oh, which one would you prefer? <laughs> Is more what uh, it was. Uh, I, man, I don't know. I don't play Minecraft, and I have Fortnite downloaded. So anytime mm-hmm. something happens, I, I like make sure to check it out. But there hasn't been like an actual band to like do a concert. It's been like, you know, like just I think Travis Scott, uh, Marshmello, and I, I think maybe Steve Aoki and Diplo, and it, that's pretty much it. But it'd be cool to get a band on there. Hey. But yeah, like yeah, like I you know, I, I know you don't play it, but like I'd urge y'all, you know, check out the Minecraft album for the music. Like like I said, it's really nice, calming, atmospheric stuff. Like a lot of it's like emotion like it invokes like a lot of emotions, like kinda nostalgic and solemn vibes, you know, here and there. So I don't know. If you're trying to calm down from the post hardcore and all the rock, like, you know, that's something to consider. Um eh. I don't know, yeah. Next person can go. Go for it. All right. Um, I've only been listening to Cake because everything is cake, right? Just playing. Um, (laughs) You don't know about the whole cake thing? The whole cake memes? The cake is a lie. Everything's cake now. Cake is a lie. Cake is a lie? Yeah. Oh, you're going to reference Which, a meme and not know what a meme I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm lost. Sure, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yep. Um, anyways, uh, I guess at the beginning of the week, Neo uh, Morricone died, Morricone died, and he, like, soundtracked all the old westerns and a lot of old movies. I think the last movie he did was um, 
the Quentin Tarantino Western that came out. So I was listening to him and it's like really interesting stuff. It's kind of like a modern take, I guess on opera, I would say, but like obviously yeah. like done in the sixties and seventies. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that's a uh, cool listen to a lot of Pusha T, um, which, and then some, for some reason he like ended up in the news or, or not in the news, but like everyone was talking about him this week, just coincidentally. Um, I got around to listening to the new Inter Shikari album, which I'd probably say is was pretty solid. Probably like my third favorite album by them. Um, kind of miss their old stuff, like their uh, Take to the Skies stuff, but because I think they're kind of overproduced now. But you know, it works. It's cool. Works for me. Um, See, I, I found this band called The Who with an H-U, not the English one, but they're from Mongolia. And they play like they play like new metal, but with like Mongol traditional Mongolian instruments and stuff. And they I think they actually had a song with this singer from Papa Roach. Um, it was interesting. They were they're cool, but they're they sound a little too like radio rock for me. They remind me a lot of um who was the band who did Du Hast? Ramstein. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of like a change of pace with like different instruments. Like they're doing throat singing and stuff like that. So, um, it's sick, dude. Like, um, I'd seen them. I saw them in Whitechapel last year at Los Rages actually. And oh, really? dude, they're both, both bands. Like I, I was never really a big follower of either, but they kill it live, man. I can imagine like they, they just look so cool. And, I could totally see people um, being really into them. Like I said, it's not totally my taste. They're a little, they settle just a little too like radio rock, I think, but it's a very different like take on things. So I appreciate that. Um, there's this group from Japan called the awesome city club. And they're kind of like a modern take on like that eighties, like Japanese disco sound with like a lot of like modern influence. So listen to them a lot because um, you just kind of get lost in their music because it's just so I guess I had a, that one Finch song the letters to you stuck in my head all weekend love that song yeah so I had to turn them on um, New Order who uh, I guess David you started listening to Joy Division New Order is like the what came after Joy Division after their singer died and it's like a like Joy Division was way more dark and like goth, and then New Order was kind of like more bubbly. poppy, bubbly, yeah. But it's really cool, like synth stuff that was happening in the '80s. Bizarre Love Triangle by them is amazing. Oh yeah, it's like one of my favorites of all time. But they have like lots of stuff that is just like great. And then finally, because um, I was listening to Hundred Hundred Gex, I uh, also and listened to some Rico Nasty too who, like, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I kind of, like, as far as, like, the female rappers go, I kind of like her a lot, because she's just, it's kind of a, it feels like it's very different from, like, what everyone else is doing, and, and they, I, musically, I've always kind of, like, liked her stuff, too, so, yeah, that's it for me. Anywho, <clears throat> I guess I'll round us off here today, and just on a, a good note, um, 
so this week uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows, Craig Owens' project, Drugs. Um, he'd been posting on Instagram and Twitter. Cinemax and Rice is better. Sometimes. Depends. Depends <laughs> how you're feeling. I mean, you got Bradley Bell in there, dude. I mean, you can't, you, I can't argue with you. I love all Craig's projects equally. But I was listening to Destroy, Rebuild just because, you know, we might get some new stuff from them anytime soon. I mean, he's been in the studio most of the year. But uh, I was listening to the track uh, Laminated E.T. Animal, which is like a palindrome. It says the same thing forward as it does backwards. Just really like the group harmony vocals on that. Uh, I feel like everything from the lyrics to the guitar work to bass drums, just everything just hits pitch perfect. I really wish it was a single instead of Sex Life, but sex it is what life, it is. Sex Life, Sex Life. That song was so such a song. It was such a song. That's it strong. was, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of I think painted a lot of my view of drugs. I think. I think the, I think my least favorite part about like that single being released was like the marketing behind it. He tried to he made a fake sex like tape. Not even like a real sex tape, but like the illusion that one got leaked. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, interesting. It was a little tasteless, in my I opinion. I don't remember that, because I think we were all really big into drugs coming out. like when. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, but... I'll have to send you the article on it. And it was just like, he had to come out like a couple days later, but I'm like, oh, it's just fake. We were just trying to promote our new song. And it kind of got swept under the rug, just because like, at the time, I mean, I don't know. I guess he was trying to cash in on that Kim Kardashian kind of. Yeah. But I think that stuff would probably not fly very well now. But oh no, nowadays that would not. Mm-mm. That's a good way to get your band canceled. Yeah, so. rightfully so too. Hopefully, drugs doesn't do anything too creative with their new marketing. But other than that, um, kind of going with like the '80s flavor. Uh, I was listening to, well, I mean, a little more early, like late '70s. But I was listening to the Clash. They had the song. Oh, I love the Clash, man. They have this song called This Is Radio Clash, which this if you were to Radio Clash. Yeah. If you were to put that song on and didn't tell nobody it was the Clash, they would never guess it was the Clash. If they told them that the song was released last week, they'd probably believe you because that song is just oh, it's timeless. It just there's they're just so like they just go between everything. Like they're hitting reggae, they're doing like yep. disco and shit and like they were doing punk, but like they never went super into punk either. Yeah. Yeah, they're a great band. They were, they, were, they were a slice of uh, nostalgia for uh, me, just because like, I remember listening to them in high school and stuff like that. But This Is Radio Clash has to be like my favorite song by them. Just just how funky it is, dude. Just like It's just the bass line on it. Mm, perfect. But, uh, Ooh, my favorite that, song would be... Shit, it's hard to pick, man. Maybe Train uh, Rain, but that's too easy, I think. Yeah. Poser. <laughs> Uh, next, I was listening to Capital Cities. They're kind of oh, like a dude. You you like that? Huh? You like that? I I, I, to... I I like so like I knew about like obviously everyone knew about like their one whatever that one song was that they played all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Safe and Sound. Yeah, like the car commercial song. Yeah, yeah and so <laughs> like. And then I'm in Colorado, like at some point, and they're playing a free concert, so I go to it, and it's like actually like super awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they're playing; they've all their songs are great, and then their their singer does a DJ set afterwards. Nice. And 
and then they come back and they do safe and sound. It was just like the whole thing was awesome. Like I've been really huge fans of them ever since. Yeah, they're 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 like uh, MGMT if like MGMT was a little more uh, less depressing. Yeah. Even yeah, but uh, I love my favorite track by them that I've been jamming this week is uh, "Patience Gets Us Nowhere Fast." It's That's just a great song. It's it's just so warm. It makes me feel good. You know, I've been having a rough week, so I just needed kind of that something uplifting. You know, so uh, that song definitely one of my favorites. I just like the indie like just the indie like digital sound to it. How do they Real. like not get bigger? They had a song with Eric with uh not not Eric Andre three thousand on it. So I like, I think they're pretty big. Like they're like I wouldn't say like they're like Kanye West in your face every week yeah. on the news and shit. But like if you go to their streaming and their numbers, oh they're they're yes, up there. That's true. Yeah. Um. I've been listening also to uh, Sky Faria. I think her last name is Feria Faria. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's got this track that like I used to hear it at my work when I used to work at Dee Dee's Discount as like a security guard or store protection specialist aka like a scarecrow with a flashlight um <laughs> but I, I i swear i heard like capital cities and then it's where i heard this song it's uh you're not the one which is just awesome like it's a really good really good indie rock song you know just something it's a little depressing a little bit but it's got kind of just like i just like the way her voice sounds and it's just like the instruments behind it just gives me those bravery vibes a little bit you know yeah 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 but other than that, I've been listening to uh, Anna Managuchi. They have this song called Prom Night with uh, Bianca, I think it is. Bianca something. I totally forgot. But uh, they have this song, Prom Night. It's just a really infectious, like, 8-bit pop song. Like, if you like 8-bit music, like, definitely check out Anna Managuchi. They did the Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the World video game soundtrack, which is also just a great soundtrack. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I really enjoy, I really enjoy just like anything Anna Managuchi is on, does because you can just put it on the background and it sounds like someone's got like the Super Nintendo going. I just, I just dig that real light. Try to change my music taste this week because I, you know, it's it's post hardcore every week and last week yeah, I, I tried to, I went with the synth wave and this week I'm going with a little bit of the indie rock with a little punk with throw some drugs in there. You know, everybody's happy. Exactly. But, uh, I've also uh, there's this solo artist and like um, his name uh, the songs I believe called Herith or the he's called Tired Violence I don't I don't recall at the moment uh, but he's it's like a really interesting dynamic like do you ever listen to like Rocket to the Moon Play Radio Play or anything like that but like if you mixed it with like screaming it's definitely different like uh homeboy hit me up and um he showed me the song and i was just like wow this is really cool it's like really like light and uh but it actually like it goes off into its own little world of like you know it's got like a little bit of a post-hardcore edge to it and uh, the band's called tired violence the song's called high riff or high ria i don't know i don't know i don't speak that lingo but <laughs> the song's really good I'll, I'll i'll hopefully it's on spotify but if y'all need something new and different i definitely check out tired violence i think that pretty much wraps me up though this week all right I, I know, let's wrap little... this week up then 
thank you everybody for joining us today for this extra large, super long, super powerful, amazing podcast with Properties of Nature. Please check them out on Instagram, you know, at Properties of Nature. You can find us on uh, Instagram. You can find me at Ryan slash slash, or you can follow my band, Stay Still, at Stay Still Official on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at Stay Still CA, as in California. You can find us on Facebook, Stay Still Music. Um, Cash, you want to plug yours? And David, are you still here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. My name is Cash Spicer. You can reach me at Cash Spicer on Twitter or at the Cash Lean Spicer on Instagram. Uh, Demo Team Podcast for all of our all of your all of our socials. I believe hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. If you really want to email us, you can hit us on Gmail. Um, we have a, a our Facebook page. We have a Facebook group that we talk to our fans with. And uh, Moses, unfortunately, had to drop out because his Internet's crappy or it's crapping out. And so I think he's through being so, Mo at through Instagram. Being Mo, yeah. yeah, through being Mo. Um, send it to David. Yeah, hi. You can find me on Instagram at pottinger.david. For Facebook, David Pottinger. Shoot, hit me up. Let's chat. Nice. As always, folks, thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to the Demo Team Podcast. The Demo Team Podcast. The demoist of demo teams. We're, we're supporting that addiction to Dance Gavin Dance, and we're sorry that you have an addiction, but we're glad to be here for you. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, people. Peace. So long. Bye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye! Yeah.